Howie, everybody. Howie. Fourth annual Oscar cast. Fourth? It's the fourth year that the Oscars have taken place and we've been podcasting. Okay. But we skipped a year. We did. We did. The very first year, uh, we had Paulo over here. Yep, I remember And it was chaos. Yes. We were trying to ask Keith about his kidney stones. Completely impossible to even get a question in edgewise. (laughs) We were trying to do it in the middle of commercials. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't really working. And we we only did it during the red carpet. We skipped a year. Yep. And then the following year, uh, which was last year, we uh, it was just the three of us, me, Nina, John Hunt. Mm-hmm. But now we're joined mm-hmm. via teleconference by EJ Massa. Hello, hello. Well, hi there. Um, hi. Here's the deal. Uh, in tradition, as is tradition. As is tradition at the time. We have uh, pooled torrents. Yes. <laughs> and um, Used many different internet sources, torrents, news groups. File sharing sites. Since you are the one who provided us with most of them. Yes. Because getting DVD screeners for Oscars has actually become, in my experience, as somebody who's been pirating for Hmm. seven, eight years, um, it's become harder each year. This year, for me, it seemed actually easier. Mm. Um, It flowed like water. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I can tell you what's happened, if you're interested. um, There's been an uptick in, like, private sites that should do, do, do torrents. So I just joined a couple of these private sites. That you got to pay for that kind of thing? No, it's just a, you know, just you can download five a day. That's it. Unless you pay, make a little donation, but it, it's uh, <laughs> a donation to thieves. <laughs> yes. A donation to thieves. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> just called money. like extortion or yes. something. I think that has another illegal term. <laughs> but no, I found, uh, donation. I found just about every film. I, 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 I remember last year we couldn't find, um, there were Filmina. a couple of films. Uh, yeah, we had to go see some films in a theater. But Which, this year, so, yeah. so we, Earlier this morning, Nina and I, uh, something we we have found is for these annual traditional podcasts we do, we do a few. We do Christmas, yeah. we do Halloween, we do Oscars. That's basically it. Um, we found that we sometimes repeat content because mm-hmm. our brains are, are, especially as we get older, are just like glued the exact same way. Yes. It's really bizarre, by the way. If, Nina and I sitting there in the car listening to our own podcast, we constantly have our own, we repeat our own like. Like if I, I, I have my own follow-up questions. I'll listen to Frankie and he'll say something and I'll be like, but wait a minute, didn't so-and-so direct? And then a second later on the podcast, stupid Nina's voice is, but wait a minute, didn't so-and-so direct? And I've, heard, I've heard Aaron and Mike make the same comment. So I remember this year we recorded the Halloween show. Yeah. And then because it was Halloween-y, we went back and listened to an old one and we covered the exact same content. <laughs> Like, like like the same yeah the same anecdotes. God we're so fucking unoriginal <laughs> Jesus it just means that like these holidays consistently mean the same thing to us we we bring in no new information any we <laughs> our were lives are so unchanging that, since every age new, eight every yeah. new holiday just remembering the past ones so we wanted to we wanted to control for that a little bit all right and we listened back and a couple of the things that we hit upon last year included uh, we wanted to launch a subscription service. To get Oscar films legally, let's watch. That's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> and and then I, I personally had to listen to that idea for the next two months. <laughs> that did not end with a podcast. <laughs> Every time we went to dinner, I heard yep. about what a great idea it was. It's still a great idea. So um, we're gonna. Why that topic. why isn't that a thing? Like I think they're they're taking weird shitty steps toward that, like toward making those things available, like. They have like Comcast. Comcast will have the Oscar films to buy, which is bullshit. Um, before, before, but you can't rent them. Yeah. And like sometimes, like Amazon Prime will have it to rent, 
And but Comcast will have it to buy, so I'm like, oh, I'm obviously giving my money to Amazon and not Comcast. So, so I don't know. It's, it's like. So just so I'm clear, are we going to go into this topic, or was the intention to try to avoid it? Because it, it, I have things to say. They're probably well, the same things I said last year. Nina and I could make sure that you're... <laughs> I, I'll, I'll recap. The, the, right. co- the concept was this. A subscription service. Sure. A- Year-round, you pay an annual fee of $80 a year. That so. some of us didn't agree with. Yeah. <laughs> Nina thought that was too much. Yeah. You, you thought it was a reasonable price. Yeah. Um, $80. 60 was also proposed. Yeah, with inflation. With EJ, how much would you pay? Well, wait a minute. He doesn't know what the service uh, is. All right. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, what you get is you get every film that's ever been nominated for an Oscar uh, available to stream, except for the ones that are nominated for this year. Those become available after the nominations are released, and they get locked out when the show is over. So between nominations and the show, you get to watch everything, prep for the, prep for the big broadcast. They get locked out for a period. Until they get unlocked. We for th- had this idea all set. This is ready to go. You, your your, your yeah. only issue was um, they should probably partner with somebody like a Hulu or like a uh, mm, uh, somebody. I think I've changed my opinion on that. All right. So what right. is is, is well, there anything left to say? Beyond the only that? thing I was going to say is if I compare that whole idea in in the context, this year's nominees, and I'm sure we'll get to them. I sucked a cock. Uh, have made <laughs> sucked <wow>. a dick. <laughs> um, have made me realize that the Academy is probably very disconnected from America. And that even though I love the Oscars and I love our thing, uh, that, you know, our podcast and watching the Oscars, it's pr- uh, I think it's pretty disconnected from the American public. Which leads me to wonder, why do we revere the Academy Awards more than, say, the Golden Globes or the Writers Guild Awards or Teen Choice Awards? Or there, to I- me- I think the reason must be because there's film in, in like the late 40s of it happening. You know, just just time. <laughs> there's film of it happening. <laughs> yes, in, in like the ancient past when you know, like lots of classic great movies we consider to be you know the paragons of excellence have won these awards. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember reading somewhere Ethan Hawke was talking about like award shows, and he's he doesn't agree with the results a lot of the times. But he's he's glad they exist because, you know, like my like making money, a movie make the amount of money a movie makes shouldn't be the only like, uh, you know, uh, way of success for a movie. There should be other ways, even though the results of the Oscars aren't always that great. I mean, the, the awards I've always taken the awards show, the awards shows overall. But I, you got to pick one to kind of go with in terms of guiding you through because there's so many movies that get released in a year. Mm. We find yeah. um, you, you kind of go, got to go with one gold standard for like, all right, what should I catch up on that I didn't see in theaters? And because they have these funky release dates where they release movies um, uh, right before twenty minutes before the show, twenty minutes before New Year's Eve. Yeah, like in one theater, there was literally one that was in one theater. Yeah. Um, one of the animated picks, which I was not able mm. to get a copy of because it aired at a film festival in Denmark on December 17th. It, w- once they get nominated for the, for the most part, you haven't seen most of them. Yeah. If you're a random person. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I use, I use it to, to, you know, see what's out there and to keep abreast of, of the culture and all that good stuff. But, um, well, let's put it this way. They don't, they don't make it easy to see them. Yeah. Well, let's put it this way. You've, you are a great goer of movies. As we looked up, yeah. you, you see a lot of movies. Right. 
How many of the nominees had you seen at the time of nomination that you hadn't like been already watching in preparation for the? So uh, excluding the some of the technical uh, categories, yeah, like, just like the the big big ones. Yeah, not the shit night stuff. I I, th- I think I think just theory of everything. I think that was it. <coughs> really, just yeah. that one, and that one we had to run out to uh, mm-hmm. to a fancy theater in Providence to go see. Um, cause it wasn't released yeah. wide. So I, yep. I think that was it. Let me, um, we, I have uh, on the TV, the, the nominees, I'm just going to take a very quick scroll through. Yes. Yes. Uh, gone girl, but that's only nominated for one, yep. uh, category, which is a tragedy. Yeah. Um, do you do uh, better living in Boston, EJ or in the Boston area? Is it just cause we're bumpkins out here? Uh, no. Oh no, no. I, I only saw out of all of those, um, out of all the nominations, I think it was yeah, it was well Gone Girl wasn't really nominated for much. Um What was it? That was it. Not not Boyhood. Oh, it was Budapest. I saw Budapest of my own of uh free will. That's true. That was released that was released wide sometime in the summer. Yeah. Yeah, so that I saw that. But then other than that, yeah, none of them. I had to I had to use the very legal channels you provided me to <laughs> <laughs> Um so anyway, uh, uh, that was something that we harped on for a yeah. while was let's get a hold of these movies legally. I, I would pay. Here we are. We, we like to prep for the big show. Uh, would you I, pay I, more? I would pay. I would pay a hundred dollars. Definitely. A hundred bucks. A hundred bucks to see all the nominees. Definitely. Nina pointed out that if you're if you're going to show anything that's ever been nominated for a category ever, um, you're going to get some premium like action movies in there, too. Mm-hmm. Because of those technical yeah. categories, yeah. no, that's true. But you're gonna—I I mean, you, the library is gonna be a lot you, more narrow than Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah. but I mean, I, I, licensing those movies would be quite a task. I tell you, this is literally what we talked about last year. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm thinking, but it's a, it's a good thing to talk about because we had—I mean, we we just had to hunt for all these movies and watch them with Japanese subtitles and all this other garbage. And like, they don't make it easy. You have to, and like, especially with a snowstorm, I don't want to go out to a movie theater and like, uh, go to parking for that. It's just terrible. So, which, which is a good segue. Last, last year we were, we, we talked just a little bit about, um, movies that are still in their theatrical run that you can, pay to watch at home and it's a year later now at the time there was almost nothing yeah it's a year later i think we've only made one baby step towards that and that's through the interview mm-hmm. and that's yes. through north korea and that's really just because of pressure you have to go pressure. through north korea to get <laughs> to viewing it at takes, home it takes world war three to make someone let you watch a movie at home. <laughs> and they still lost millions, yeah. of millions of dollars on that film the most mediocre of all of the movies they were like well i'll let you have this one yeah, yeah, yeah. nominated for nothing yeah, because they know that people, you know, when you charge $5 a, a ticket like they were doing or $5, you just grab all your friends, you get eight friends over and watch it, you know. But that would, that, that's what would be perfect about Oscars is that it, I, I rest assured if they did that service, all of these movies will make more money than they do in the current model. You know why? Because we can't see them. But mm. the current model, I would argue, is not to make money before the Oscars. I think what they're, they uh. want to happen is people to watch the Oscars, and then when these all kind of go a little bit wider release, to be like, oh, yeah, that was yeah, nominated, it wasn't it? Blu-ray. I should see it. That's yeah. true, because they, they nominate... I should get it from the red box. They nominate movies um, 
to expose them. They don't like if 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 it becomes a model of just watching the ones that won, then you didn't properly expose. I them. don't think yeah. it's just the ones that won. I I do think people will say, oh yeah, that was nominated. I don't even know if the average person knows which ones won. I think sometimes they're like, oh, yeah, that was you know nominated for something. I should pick that up. Basically, what we're saying here is there's insufficient marketing tie-in with the Oscars and the movie industry. I think so. And, 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 and the reason I think it's a missed opportunity is because the whole thing is supposed to be a big fat tie-in. Isn't it, though? That, it's well, certainly what it seems like. It, you it, would it, like a Selma Happy Meal. So mar- is so marketed now that this should be no exception. Yes, I would like a Selma Happy Meal. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> a theory of everything Domino's Pizza Box. Oh, yes. <laughs> you get free dipping dots. <laughs> or whatever they're called. Those little yeah. pizza bites. A second wife dipping dot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> ALS pizza bites. <laughs> the all new ALS pizza bites, only at Domino's. <laughs> With boyhood spicy hot wing. <laughs> no, but th- th- none of them have the juice of <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy or X Men: Days of Future Past. None of them have that. These movies, no. nominees, you mean? Yeah, in terms of marketing. So, so the the Oscars is basically a bundling of marketing oh, yeah. for a bunch of indie films. Yeah, I don't know why I said indie films. I mean to say movies that aren't good, but we're going to act like they are. Yeah. (laughs) And that, my friends, is a segue into the quality of these movies. Oh, dear. Um, I've been watching at this time of year, every year, since 2008 and, and actually prior. But I think around 2008 is when I started like actively torrenting and trying to make sure I see as many as possible, try to catch all the best picture nominees. Fact is, I've been trying to watch Oscar movies for a long time, since I was young. Um, every year, it's a chore. And then the following year, I always remember the previous year's movies being a lot better. Because <laughs> you only remember the ones that you liked. Yep. He was telling me just this morning, he was like, oh my God, last year's were so much better. These are so bad. And then we listened to last year's podcast and he's like, oh my God, wasn't last year so much better? All right. We need some data driven behind this because I I don't buy it. All right. That year before was actually really good. Yeah. We're we're all looking back to the Les Mis Django year being like, oh, why can't they Uh, all be like that? Yeah, that was a good year. (laughs) But I I mean, I I, I don't know. There was that year. There was that year that had no country for old men and there will be blood. That was a pretty good year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the, the the thing about the movies this year is, at least in the best picture category, there were none that were absurdly terrible. Right. And there were there were hardly any that were really good. Uh, there's a few here that are, are absurdly terrible. In the best picture? Uh, no, okay. You're right. Um, if you get further down in the well, right. wait, you would you would say that about the Budapest. Yeah, I but I'm I'm gonna try to not be like I'm going to try my best not to harp on it as much as I want to. And he has come a long way. <laughs> Budapest you was really oh, upsetting him good. for a while. Then he saw a couple of other ones, and he's given then Budapest he's like, I love friend. Budapest. It's the greatest. Budapest was just mile nine in the marathon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a hard lot after. He's given it some points for its brevity by comparison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, after Inherent Vice. Christ. It's got a few things going on. All right, so... Let's let's dive in. Before right. we do this, first of all, we have to talk about how we want to skin this cat. But sure. I, I I want us to keep one thing in mind while we review these movies. Um, I remember some time ago when Book of Mormon first came out, the play. Yeah. Uh, Trey Parker and Matt Zone, South Park. 
they were invited to uh, NYU to do a, a talk on writing, storytelling. Mm-hmm. And their key bit of advice is when you're looking at your draft, try to identify, like, uh, you know, do an outline and for all the beats and see if the word that comes between each beat is and then. Mm-hmm. If it is, you have a problem. You want to swap out and then with but or therefore so that there's causal links between the beats and not and then and then and then sure, and then, sure. right? So something should be this happens, but then this happens, therefore yeah, this happens. That absolutely. is storytelling. Yes, this is a tenet of good films, though. Yeah. But we already know that these aren't good films. Now, does that apply to everything? No, there are biopics that, that are meant to encapsulate a lifetime or whatever where you're not necessarily that's why you end up with movies like Lincoln that are really just about a period of time so that you can make a narrative arc whether or not you do but um so you can hire those <laughs> costume designers but uh, uh I want us to keep that in mind and then th- I, th- this year is the and then year in my view oh, yeah especially these movies are and then They're especially just, boyhood yeah boyhood is the and then movie <laughs> And, and that then, is why I propose that it will win this year. Some of, some of these films are just uh, uh, like, and then randomly, you could even add like that in, like, um, and, and then, then randomly. suddenly, and what then, exclamation point, and then move on, and yes. then credits. Yes, and then <laughs> credits. Um, so, do we want to? I think maybe the we've all tried our damnedest to watch as many films as possible. I've seen a lot of movie films. EJ, did you make it through all the Best Picture nominees? I did watch every single best picture Hell that yeah. is there. So did we. <laughs> and we and we even I have also gone through all of the actor categories. Mm-hmm. I've gone through all of the writing categories. Mm-hmm. And I might even sprinkle in a few costume, a few visual effects, a few others. Yeah, I've missed only <laughs> I've got most of the main categories covered. There's only one I didn't get to in one of the female nominations. I didn't see a few, um, a couple of movies that you guys probably saw that I didn't. Uh, yeah. I did not see Ida. Yep. Um, Which was one of I, EJ's I favorites this year, wasn't it? Was it your favorite? Or did yeah, you just yeah, like the same uh, yeah. Uh, it's probably the same. <laughs> yes <laughs> to both. Uh, now, I mostly the cinematography made me like it more, but I I did like it. I like them. Look, look. I like them nice and boring and slow. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and, uh, Look, and I like I, I'm a, I'm more of a Star Trek, the motion picture than Wrath of Khan guy myself. Oh my so uh, <laughs> I, I really liked Ida. I love the cinematography. I love the um, just the, yeah, I like I like it when stories take some time to breathe, All to right. put it lightly. All right. That's fine. I guess it <laughs> was so boring a movie, EJ, but let's move on. No, I, I, I can accept an argument that says like uh, I prefer Alien over Aliens. Uh, yeah, that's that's that that is me too. Yeah, <laughs> I have to say I'm normally like that also, and I will sprinkle in a more terrible aspect of liking the period bullshit. Off often like like Ugh. like terrible I period like the period like eighteen like hundreds and such. There were some that really stretched all of this for me. <laughs> that were like I cannot even abide by this. <laughs> Mr. Turner. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Mr. Turner just just got in at the very last of my run. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to make it in. I didn't realize that the last mile of this marathon <laughs> was a steep mountain. <laughs> oh, it wasn't that bad. It was the worst. It, it was No, it was not. Inherent uh, Vice was a worse movie. No, we'll get there. All, All right. right. Um Frankie so, and I had to entertain ourselves by talking about how everybody must have smelled terrible in the time <laughs> period. We, yeah. 
We started just talking about what it was like to live at that time. We, we, we were like, do you think that because I, like... They all got the coughing disease. And we were like, do you think because showering is a little less frequent, there's just a baseline stink everywhere you go, everywhere. And then we started talking yeah, yeah. about why baseline women wore ass. bonnets and greasy hair. What, EJ? I said baseline ass. Yeah, just, you know, just like, <laughs> there's just a, a cruft to absolutely everything. Because we were wondering, we were like, why, I, I, I asked her, I was like, what is with the bonnet on everyone? Including the men, <laughs> and she was like, well, <laughs> "She was like, well, it's um, yeah, it was probably immodest to have your hair seen in any any way, and also they probably had really greasy hair and needed to just kind of wrap it up. Stank hair, yeah, <laughs> stank. Hair. The movie had to stink because the time period stunk, and that's it. They had to hide their dreadlocks. So that were <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so I, I I guess what we'll do is we'll go through the the uh, we'll go by. Category? Sure. And when there are repeats, we'll we'll either talk about them if it's worth talking yeah. about, like separating out the performance, for instance, versus the overall film. And then um, uh, we'll try to get through as many of them as we can. Then I have a list of other movies I've seen that came out in the calendar year 2014. You also, John, have mm-hmm. the same thing. And we can go through all those. And if EJ, if you can remember any you saw that we didn't see, we can tackle those too. Yeah, I mean, I had that ten, top ten I, I made. Oh, you have a top ten as well? Yeah. All right, well, we'll compare our top tens. We'll see We'll see what we uh, overlapped on there. All right, here All we right. go. Here we are. Best picture for the Academy Award of oh, Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Um, <laughs> American Sniper. Yes. Fake baby. That's all anyone cares about now. All That's anyone's it. talking about is this fake baby. Fine, there was a doll. Yeah, the doll, it, it, I watched it. I, I heard a lot of things about the fake baby, and then I watched it, and it really wasn't even that bad. Honestly. There are the many other things to talk about yes. in this movie besides fake babies. Yeah, the, the fake baby is such a small scene. And, like, okay, I, I was looking for it, so I saw the fake baby. I don't know if I would have saw it if I wasn't looking for it. Yeah. There was one um, shot where it looked like a dead like, baby. Yeah. Just one, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that that is hardly... You know, the only thing about this movie. <laughs> um, the, one thing I've always known about director Clint Eastwood, uh, he, he is a notorious um, fast shooter and under budget. And I'm not talking about pornography. Uh, he, <laughs> he, 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 has, uh, he, is, he has historically always come in under budget. So my guess is that, well, what I heard was that the babies became unavailable that day and he was like, fuck it, put we'll in the We'll do doll. it in post. Yeah. Um, well, it's just a doll. It's literally just a doll. It's not. There's no CG. I was making for some for an some O'Reilly joke. for some reason. I went in. I went into the uh, the movie thinking that it was going to be this like horrid 1995 CG baby, mm. and it, it was literally no. literally like the Ally McBeal dancing baby. Yeah, that's what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah, that's the what I was thinking. baby. <laughs> Instead, it was just a, a, a doll from Toys R Us. Yeah. But anyway, I, this movie yeah. this 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 movie started for me. It ended because this is the most recent one I saw. But oh, it is. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> There are. This is just another one in the pile of ridiculous historical documentaries we got this year in the best pictures. Well, yeah. Um, there's. They're almost all of them are historical documentaries. Uh, in my opinion, this was. This wasn't the worst one. It's uh, just kind of this year's Hurt Locker. Like, haven't we seen yeah. it before? There's always it, this dusty yeah. war movie now. It's the. It's the same thing. Yeah. It, I didn't even like else, the Hurt Locker. Did anybody else think that because Bradley Cooper was cast in it? that it had a small hope of being a little different and a little better. I was hoping for something more from it. I was hoping for some, uh, some insight. 
Um, but I, I, as I understand from from the reading of of what I've read about it, I mean, he the script the screenplay was actually done before he was killed. Just as it was submitted to Sony the day before mm. he was shot, mm. so it was all done with him, and then that last scene was added on afterwards. Mm. So there wasn't going to be anything interesting about this. It was just going to really be a retelling of his book, um, which there's no second yeah. source for anyway. So eh, I was hoping for more, but uh, you know, knowing that you you couldn't expect it. For me, problems with this film included boring. <laughs> 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 End. <laughs> it was like it, it was really an end then film, and then he went for his second tour, tour, yeah. and then he came home and his wife but was mad, and then he had another baby, and then he went for his third tour, and then he came home and his wife was mad, and then baby. At least it was it was reasonably true to the source material. But why does that matter to you at all? I, I don't. I mean, well, I understand why it matters to you at all, but to me, like, I just want to watch a good movie. I just want my time well spent. That's yeah, all I care. Wasn't a, this, but I wasn't bored by this film. It, it, I was playing DS while watching it, and it would capture my attention away from the DS, which is saying <laughs> something. A shaky cam, yelling at like uh, civilian Muslims. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's just that. It was like. I don't know. It was, it was, I mean, it did have like a problem with tone. Cause sometimes I wasn't sure if it was trying to just do like some call of duty shit or if it was yeah. like, um, or if it was like trying to be a contemplative war movie and maybe that's what war is. Maybe it like has these contemplative moments and then sometimes it is call of duty, but yeah. I don't know for me, the, the inconsistent tone brought me out of it, but mm. maybe that was intentional. You know, it helps. Know. It helps me to learn that, he wasn't. He hadn't been killed um, when they were making the movie. Yeah. Because I don't really know when it all ended. You know, spoilers, right? Like the real life guy got killed, but yep. not in war, but by like a um, by someone who was trying to help a, a vet, a, a vet that he was rehabilitating. Um, I feel like that if they had known that, that would have been been more narratively weaved into the story. That it would have been about a guy who I don't know. Um, yeah, all, all the PTSD stuff and him trying to help other soldiers really seemed to come in at the end, thrown in haphazardly. Yeah. And, and I and wasn't it, expecting it wrapped that. Up, it wrapped up really quickly. Like, he, had, he was struggling with the, the PTSD, and at the end, we have that schmaltzy scene at the end where he's, like, kissing his children and going off yeah, to die. Yeah, like, oh, my PTSD <laughs> is totally gone. Yeah, she's like, she's like, I know you worked so hard to get back to us. And I'm like, I would have liked to have seen him working hard <laughs> to get back to you, yes. but I'll take your word yeah, for it. Yeah, we didn't see that at all. No. So, um, uh, I... I give this movie. Okay, so why don't you tell us about? So John, John has has resolved to watch more movies this year than he has in the past. That's absolutely true. And you've been learning. This because- might be the opposite of everyone else's New Year's resolution. Yes. <laughs> because because you yeah right like I want to sit home and watch television. <laughs> um, it's my goal. But because uh, because you had to start off with this this kind of Oscar s- fest sluggish Osc- Oscar fest yeah. You're starting to wonder if maybe you don't like movies after yeah, all. Yeah, it, it's true. Because <laughs> honestly, I can tell you there was out of all the movies I've watched this year and logged, which is almost 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 five movies a week. Um, there have only been two that I really liked. All right, well we'll get to them, and, and f- maybe five that I, I very much enjoyed but didn't like really. But you've you've been rating films on yes. a scale of one to ten junts. One to ten junts, but it's a pretty wide scale. You get a, you get a lot of latitude in this scale. Why? Explain um, the scale best you can. Okay, well, because because there's a, it has to cover every film that you could possibly make, from the shittiest shit 
to the best glory. Right. Um, so uh, nothing gets a 10, nothing gets a 1, pretty uh, much. Pretty much. I haven't seen anything yet in either either case. Um, but things do get twos. I, I, a couple of independent S- things. Student films. Yeah. I, some, <laughs> I, I rated a studio film um, today for, for the first time ever. And we'll have to see what movie that was. Ooh, very yeah. exciting. Stay well, tuned. Um, no, but uh, <laughs> so basically the scale goes... Um, Seven is a movie that's it's fine. It's it was it was okay. Would you yeah. recommend it to another no. human being? Eight, I would recommend. Okay. Nine was you. You have to see this movie. Um, <clears throat> and then and then we have to go down in the other direction. Six is like oh, there was some trouble with this movie film. Would you say I didn't like it? I, yeah, six is like on the border of di- like dislike. Five is like I didn't like it. Yeah, and four is like oh what a fucking chore. And then down from there, like three, two, and then comes like the technical problems, yeah, the writing like problems, serious technical problems. Even if even at four, you're talking about some serious technical troubles. I think you you rated uh, the description of a one was how you even how you even yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how you could make a film that's a one. Yeah, yeah. I, I can. I do. <laughs> Go ahead, make me a one film, Frankie. Uh, <laughs> uh, we went to an Emerson. Never mind. <laughs> Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, no, but the, what did you give it out of? We didn't t- talk oh, about right, the score. Oh, right, right. What the hell am I saying? Out of- uh, well, for me, American Sc- Sniper, uh, whew, no way would I ever watch it again. Yeah. Uh, watching it just the once, respecting respecting the film one time through was hard enough. Yeah. Um, f- on my scale, which I would say I, I allow more leniency yes. on both sides of the scale, um, things can dip lower, things can raise higher. Yep. Um, I live fast and loose. I live a sexy right. lifestyle. Oh, geez. <laughs> um, I would give a, I would give it a five. All right. I gave it a six. Yeah. Yeah. Nina out of 10. Uh, it's, it's, it's in that range. You guys got it accurate. <laughs> EJ. I gave it a, I gave it a six. Yeah. All right. Five or six, five or six. Um, okay. The imitation game starring Benedict Cumberbatch. What a oh, piss me off movie. Here's here's my problem with this movie. Yeah. I know what yours is. It's historical accuracy. It, there's none of it. There's no fucking historical accuracy in the whole thing. <laughs> um, my issue with this movie is that it's not a good movie. No, it's not a good movie either. <laughs> uh, and 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 it's whereas American Sniper at least is about this sort of like modern political thing. You got Clint Eastwood. You've got kind of an interesting performance. There's definitely like a, a, a modern character at the heart of it. There's a few things there that I think kind of might possibly raise it to some Oscar awareness. Hmm. The imitation game, what's it doing up there when Gone Girl is nowhere to be found? Even if we if we take uh, out Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, EJ. No, that's a crime. That's a crime against humanity. <laughs> this is like there's just nothing going on in the imitation game and Gone Girl just just played with my emotions the whole time. Yeah. I felt something. I was uh, <laughs> 3 hours on the edge of my seat. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember we, you didn't we even all, feel the length. We were all hanging at um, hanging at John's apartment, and we were watching this YouTube series called Every Frame of Painting, which is this really, really well done YouTube series that breaks down cinematography and sort of explains the motivations behind uh, behind photography and cinematography, which, by the way, is another thing that I'm going to be riffing on throughout this whole thing, because a lot of times when I read reviews of these movies after the fact, they'll always be like, well, at least it looked nice. No, 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 no. <laughs> movies don't look nice. Let's not talk in those terms. Let's talk about like why things were shot the way they were. Like, let's let's do why and intention not. and meaning. Let's do intention. Let's not do like nice because nice is like if I go outside with my iPhone and take a picture of a sunset, it'll be nice. 
nice. It'll be nice. So d- d- don't don't tell me that like all your resources got me nice. <laughs> Let's not spend any time on that. But um, as long as your resources didn't get you orange and teal, which they always do. Um, but uh, where the hell was I going with this? Um, you didn't like Imitation Game. Oh right, we, you know, we were watching every frame of painting, and they actually use they cut cut to Imitation Game really quickly to, as an example of a film that does nothing in the way of blocking and yeah. direction and cinematography. There's a lot of scenes in this movie. One dude's standing, three dudes are sitting, and they're all just blabbing the script. Yeah. Shot, shot, reverse shot, shot, reverse yeah. shot, yeah. just saying their dialogue. And I'm pretty sure the guy, you- I, let's see, I'm pretty sure the guy got nominated for best director. Let's see. Uh, for some reason, best director is like, like buried in the categories. Why? Where they the hell is like it? Directors. Did I go buy it? You must have gone yeah, buy, it. buy it. This it's not very down there with sound design. <laughs> <laughs> the and finally, sound. best director, I guess. Directing. Yeah. Here we, we go. We got to give it to someone. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he he's, is. he's nominated. It was not well Which directed. Which is fucking bullshit. I don't think people know what directing is, including directors that belong to the Academy of, uh, of Arts <laughs> and Sciences. <laughs> the, and, and again, and Gone Girl again. Some. If Gone Girl wasn't for best directing, an imitation was. That's that's crazy. You sit down, get the blue, get do yourself a favor, Academy. Get a Blu-ray of Gone Girl and listen to the commentary. You will see the intention and the intelligence. You will see what directing means. You'll, yeah, I mean, this is a, this guy's a director, man. Like I look, I wasn't a big fan of uh, of of Dragon Tattoo, but and there's a few other Fincher movies that don't quite hit with me, but he always brings it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The thing is an intention, and everything feels like it has intention. Imitation game does not feel like doesn't feel like that. It's like why was why were they? It was was it shot like a play? <laughs> like there was that, no. Do you think the person who made Imitation <laughs> Game had any passion for it at all? <laughs> no. I don't think so. I, I feel like it feels like like put the ingredients into the movie machine and this is the movie it comes out. Yeah. It, it feels like, remember that, um, I don't know if it was last year or the year before that movie we had about horses. What was that film? <laughs> oh God, War Horse. War Horse. One of my least favorite films ever. This movie feels a little like uh, War Horse in yeah. that it is just a factory churning, yeah. churning out films with emotional content. Which yeah, Was War, that Spielberg? War Horse was Spielberg, so you'd expect more, but. Yeah. You, 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 uh, although he hasn't made a movie in a very, very long time. Yeah, yeah. What's he made? The yeah. terminal. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so anyway, John, why don't you go ahead and acknowledge the, the, the central issue with this film? Yeah. So, um, you know, e- even if we look at it as as a the film, there's problems. But the the my main problem is is that it is a historical disaster. There is almost nothing about the film that is accurate. Yeah. Um, and that's that's okay if you're gonna. Why not like do do just a fantastical movie about the Enigma machine and, you know, have some other characters that engage in it, make it a more interesting story than this was. Um, because there was nothing about this story that was historically accurate. So I'll, I'll grant you that, um, like a story about the intelligence behind a world war two operation yeah. or any war operation, d- d- you know, the people that aren't on the front lines, but are instead, you know, d- d- doing that kind of, uh, yeah, research um, could be an interesting story. Yeah, I mean, usually- uh, I'm going to actually buck the system a little bit and say, for that reason, I actually liked the imitation game more than American Sniper, only because the story, the kind of World War II setting, the the Enigma machine stuff, to me, was more interesting than American Sniper. You know, 
his second deployment, his third deployment. I feel like by now, growing up in a generation that has seen and heard a lot of the Iraq-Afghanistan stories over and over and over again, Imitation Game told me a little bit something different. Yeah, you know what? Now that you say it, it's probably a better screenplay in ter- just in terms of narrative structure. Yes, it is. Although I, I noticed, they had a goal. I noticed that Kira Knightley was nominated for it, and I completely forgot she was in the movie. I forgot Who's Kira she? Knightley was in the film. She's the girl in the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Jesus Christ. I, I didn't completely forget she. She's she's totally unremarkable. I didn't forget that she was in the movie because she she plays such a larger role. But um, you know, I agree with you, Nina. I feel like I did enjoy Imitation Game more than American Sniper. Um, and I don't know if it's just because it was a, like kind of a periodist drama and, um, British period dramas always kind of wet my whistle. For yeah. That, that might be our problem. Yeah. That might be our breathing Doubt period movie August. thing. Does anyone here want to, exp- I, I think you're all nuts. I, 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 I think, I think that that's <laughs> a genre designed for boredom. But and, and we're going to have this discussion later because I a little bit liked Mr. Turner. Cool. <laughs> I, I didn't even know what they were saying. <laughs> it, it was wandering around in indoors. It was so much better than a lot Frankie of Frankie had to keep asking me what was happening and then go to the Wikipedia article and then was frustrated that it didn't tell him much okay, of it. Yeah, it, one thing that is a tradition of trying to slog through these movies is because they don't hold my attention in the least bit, I end up quickly getting on my phone and going to the Wikipedia plot. Yes. And I try to catch up with it. I was doing that just today with one. Fill the gaps. And um, Mr. Turner, it is so unimportant what's happening in its two and a half hours (laughs) that Wikipedia doesn't even have a real play-by-play plot. Yeah, it just kind of tells you. It says, Mr. Turner is the tale of a guy, a painter. and At some points he did this, and then he (laughs) may have pissed someone off. This thing happens, this thing happens. At one point this thing happens, and um, yeah, he's definitely sad about his dad's death. And, the, and and that's that's like yeah. that's it in Wikipedia. I'm like, oh, it, it doesn't even give a shit. <laughs> um, yeah, Frankie came back practically relieved that he hadn't missed anything. Um, no, there's nothing to miss. <laughs> um, and maybe that's and that's why Mr. Turner for me is on, which is not by the way yeah, a best picture not no- a best nominee, picture. but it's why it's on the fence of is it the worst or is it not the worst because <laughs> it's inoffensive in a, in that it has next to no ego. Yeah. It's just a mo- it's an old man wandering around his neighborhood. <laughs> I'm not going to be as mad. At least at- it was it, at least you could <laughs> you could kind of watch it and just say yes. That's that's some watching things. I'm I not going to be as mad at the old man with the Your Alzheimer's. day's not going to be ruined by that movie. No, but whereas if there's like a hipster with like like hipster cigarettes out in my backyard and he's like trying to sell me on like like a you know, like some kind of diet or something. I'm I'm, I'm like fuck this guy. <laughs> All right, so All right, so what'd you give it? I give Imitation, Imitation game. game a five as well. I give it a six as well. Okay. I give it a seven. I, l- I liked it a little more uh, than the American Sniper five six seven, range. A seven out of ten to me registers as like. This this, this is on on a John Hunt okay. scale. Right. I, I th- and I think it's a little bit better than that American Sniper five six category. So I'm I'm squeezing it into seven. EJ. I I originally gave it a seven. And I'm I'm wondering if I should go down to a six, but I'm going to stay with a seven. I'll, I'll be on Nina's team. Right, <laughs> uh, moving on to Birdman or the unexpected virtue of ignorance. This is going to be this year's winner, Frankie. I'm I'm thinking different. You think so? Look, the the the, the winner of Best Picture is always a really interesting controversy because for months and months it often looks like it's going to be one. Yep. And sometimes it just damn is. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it just is 12 years a slave. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it just, stupid fucking <laughs> you know, but, uh, but sometimes it's crash. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but um, I would say this year's this year's like obvious choice is boy. No. It has been Boyhood. Really? No. But now Boyhood. Well, because of the twelve. And years it's thing, the king of the and then categories. If that's the theme of this year's. No, 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 no. The re- the reason would be the gimmick. The reason would be Richard Linklater has been in this industry for a very long time now and has never really been honored. Yeah. Um, and, and, and if he was ever going to be honored for anything, it would be sort of an epic undertaking like this. Um, like when they finally just yeah, gave the I, last we'll Lord see. of the Rings film yeah. everything it wanted. Yeah. As we oh, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. get to that, Boyhood was, was unique but not good. Well, people are coming around to that, I think. All right. I think that, 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 that the buzz about the film has gone on a little too long. If it had come out you know, a moth's fart away from New Year's Eve like the rest of these had. Yeah. Then <laughs> that then everybody would have had a moment to be like, look at this thing. Yeah. And it would have taken it away. Yeah. But instead, uh, uh, it came out like in the summertime, didn't it? Yeah, it came out in the summer and people were really excited about it. I remember, I think it's like, yeah, Reddit was talking about it and they loved it. Rotten Tomatoes, everyone loved it. First, Beyonce think- goes and drops that album in secret, and now they're like, oh, this 12 year secret made movie. Everyone was on to yeah. the secret thing. Yep. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, you know, months passed, and then people start to turn on it. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing, is they watch it again, maybe, because it's on demand, and then they realize. They can't watch it a second time. It sucks. So I would say the the Rocky Balboa to the Apollo Creed of this category would be Birdman. Yeah. Birdman seems to be the runner up or or the the top contender for the, this spot. But we don't feel like Birdman has its own gimmick. We don't feel like the the fake one shot thing is also kind of its own little it was, it sneaky backdoor way into this. Dina. It was yeah, full it's, of Michael, it's not, Michael Keaton yeah. is a gimmick. Yeah. Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton's a gimmick. Yeah. yeah. The, the yeah. way it's shot is the, a gimmick. Uh, the whole feeling jazz. of it being set inside a, a like, a, it's like a, a show within a show kind of thing is a gimmick. It's just full of them. But to be honest with you, I kind of liked it. I mean, the acting I was like certainly better because yeah. it's Michael Keaton, but, and not yeah, random little boy growing up. As in it. I mean, but this movie came out when we hey. were in, when we were in Austin and we were looking for a film to see at the Alamo Draft House. And it was this or Beetlejuice. <laughs> Did you go with Beetlejuice? <laughs> we went with Beetlejuice. And, and it was, but everybody was kind of raving about it at that time. Yeah. And it felt like an opportunity, like a missed opportunity for me until I did see it at home. And my feeling on it is that it's a smart film made with passion. Yep. With um, original casting, whether it's a gimmick or not, to yep. use Michael Keaton. We shouldn't say it's a gimmick. I mean, it is a little bit of a gimmick, but at the same time, it is. He he delivers a great performance. He has especially a couple of really good scenes. Yep. Um, Edward Norton actually, I think, really takes it away. Yeah, he was very good too. And um, and it's a it's a a good movie. Yep. It's not a great movie. Yeah. One of the reasons it's not a great movie is its ending. Yes, I agree with you there. It has a non-ending. Yeah, it's lumpy. Yeah. yeah. I didn't like the ending at all. But it this is a good movie. Yeah. This this is I have no bones about this being in this category. Yeah. I, I can agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I think it's like I was talking about Nintendo earlier in our conversations, but uh, <laughs> I feel like this is the Nintendo of the best picture bet yeah. category because it's trying a lot of things. Some of them not might not work very well. Yeah. But I'm just glad it's trying anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, for sure. If we look at the other films in this category that are generally such a mess, uh, this is this is what it, a, a best picture should feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely nominated. Yeah. Um, so I give it a seven. Uh, I gave it an eight. Actually, I quite liked it. 
I would give it an eight. I think it was a good movie. <laughs> well, I'm always one I, down. I think, I think I originally gave this a six, but it kind of stayed with me for a while, so I'm bumping it up to a seven. You know what I say? If this movie, if the only thing this movie does is bring Michael Keaton back into the fold, mm. um, I think he's a really original actor. I think yeah. he does a lot of you know acting his choices. He ta- he makes really interesting choices. Yep. Um, and you know what? This director is really good. Yep. The, it, it, like this, this is the kind of film that I think is such an obvious choice for best best director because the directing of it is so obvious. There are yes. choices, like major choices, going on. But hey, that's at least it's something. That's passion. Yeah, uh, we like Birdman. Yeah, um, and and I will say, um, towards the end, when you get to actually see Michael Keaton in that Birdman costume from yep. the old movies, his mouth looks just like Batman. Oh yeah, it's great. It, oh it, yeah, it, and that was uh, some wonderful costume design. And the his his crazy voiceover narration with the Birdman voice. Yep, very Beetlejuice. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm surprised by uh, now that nobody has has made a YouTube sp- I, I thing where I did, I couldn't have observed that until you pointed it out. So. I'm really surprised that like he's not sitting there in the dressing room and you can and like somebody overlays like nice fucking model. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how you doing? <laughs> Are- Aren't they making a new Beetlejuice? They are. Which With him, right? He, he, now that he's had all this success, especially if he wins tonight, which he did win the Golden Globe, yeah. he really ought to rethink it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? It could be a great film. Uh, if it's Tim like Burton, uh, Matthew, Matthew McConaughey in the uh, Lincoln commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Tim Burton's not exactly batting a thousand lately. If but. Tim Burton directs it, he, he like he needs to back out. Yeah. Somebody, You need somebody that's 20. To direct that movie. Yeah. Just give it to James Gunn like everything else. Yeah. Oh, fuck. James Gunn can do anything now. Okay. Well, we'll get to, to that. Uh, Selma. Ugh. Oh, man. Here we go again with the historical documentaries. Well, Selma was the movie that we, when, when, when we all read it and weeped when the nominations came out. And we, and we all knew. <laughs> this was my most feared because I didn't know enough about anything else. It. We were pretty. Um, we feared th- this movie. And, what else, and the reason we feared it was because. Uh, uh, not to, again, question anyone's passion, but it feels to me like that obligatory historical drama. Um, uh, we're trying to, uh, we have to, we have to nominate it to combat the accusations that we have a diversity problem. We're always, always, always trying to prove that we don't have a diversity problem. Um, After, after watching it, it still felt to me like this, like American Sniper feels in the category. Like American Sniper was this year's modern war movie. Selma was this year's, you know, black oppression film. Now, what I will say is that once I just bit the bullet and watched it, it's got lots of problems. Yeah. But it's not <clears throat> by any stretch the worst of the bunch. It it, it it was perfectly watchable at a certain point. And I think the reason it was perfectly watchable was the main actor. Was because the, of the central performance. If you have a central performance in your movie, you are going to be a cut above other bad films. It's Acting for me is yeah. as a filmmaker is number one is if you have bad acting across the board or uninteresting acting across yep. the board, you got nothing. Yeah. I, and I actually before I, I fact check this film, which I always do with historical documentaries, I actually quite th- liked it. I thought the central performance was good. I thought it had a pretty good supporting cast to going with it. And then too. you realize it was all lies. And then it has some <laughs> serious fucking political ma- manipulation. In it. And, yeah. I, and I could not stomach that. Yeah. So I had to I had to write it off. You want to describe what those are? Yeah. So. It um, there's a, a serious mispainting in this film, and that is that they the needed a villain. They need a cackling villain. Yeah, they needed a, a, a which villain. just should be George Wallace because yeah. he actually is a it, villain. It's so easy. It was <laughs> yeah. actually the president's idea. 
for for him to go to Selma. He suggested it in a in a tape that we have a recording of of him saying it to MLK to go to find a place like Selma and incite this so that he could get enough support in Congress to pass these things. The movie was completely dishonest about this fact, and it it made it seem and presented it quite clearly like the president could do nothing, but it was MLK's idea to go and incite this. Uh, and it's so dishonest and manipulative that I could not get over it, and it just it just has really soured the film. Why would they do that when people can Google things? I don't know, uh, and, and and why why bother to do it when your film is otherwise pretty good? I yeah. I mean, considering you know, yeah, and it's like I I actually do have a problem with this historical inaccuracy because LBJ was just he's a president, he's a huge historical figure, and you easily figure out what his stance on things were um i can see what if it was like little minor characters here and there it seems like a very interesting misportrayal just to have like some like a antagonist that was maybe oh it's like oh he's going against the president oh that's a huge thing you yeah, know but you had a perfectly fine story without that and, and it, the movie would not have been any worse off I understood with something like The Imitation Game, it was a story that was really kind of a mess, and they had to try to bring it into something we could uh, enjoy and accept. I, th- I think one of, one of the things that made, made the civil rights struggle such an ugly thing was that how do you change the sensibility of a culture? Mm. How do you change the way people are socialized and have been socialized for over a century? Well, yeah. that, that's ha- when Selma was most interesting, when they were in Selma, and you saw them yeah. up against the people of the town and the local yep. you know, run-of-the-mill folks. And it was interesting. I so wasn't you- interested anytime LBJ was on screen, so I'm like, why did you bother doing this to him? So you don't need to, ca- you don't need to cast the role of a villain when the villain is an idea. Yeah. But they don't like that. That's a hard screenplay to write. Yep. That's that 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 takes some writing chops and some challenges and you know but um but sometimes there is no villain in life. Yeah. There is just a there's yeah. a systemic problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that would have been a better film. And I'll tell you what it would speak better like every time they do one of these historical political things they always want to be like and we still have that problem today. And they always want to kind of like connect yeah. connect it to today. Well, Having just like sensibilities that are just still the way they are, that continues. That, yes. actually, that actually continues to be the problem. It does. LBJ is dead. He's long gone. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, he's not the head vampire. That you, <laughs> you, you, you kill him and all the other vampires die. <laughs> um, anyway, so Selma, um, I'm going to go ahead and give Selma a six. I gave it a five, being it, it, it's just not for me. Pretty ridiculous that yeah. they've made that change, huh? Yeah. I'm giving, I'm giving it a five. I don't know why it's up here in this category. I felt like it was shoehorned in, and the historical inaccuracy is kind of painful. I'll give it a six just on the performance of uh, yeah, the lead actor. Pretty good. I, I'll say this because it might be my only opportunity to talk about it. Uh, Selma got um, – or the Academy got highly criticized for not nominating the director, which is a female black director. And it was criticized because you know it was like that – the, the assertion that she wasn't nominated because she was female and black. Uh, you know, that you have, you're all white men and that's the reason that happens. Ignoring the fact that, I don't know, like it did get nominated for best picture and all these other things. 12 years of slave won last year. Like, come on. Like, yeah. It, it, but what I would say is this is, um, it had better directing than the imitation game. It had the same directing as the imitation game. In my opinion, I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was, I thought it was a little better. No, I, I agree with Frankie on that one. Yeah, I, mean, I do. It, there was, was no mostly people directing. talking in rooms. There was no special <laughs> directing going on in that movie. I mean, you want to talk about like I think sometimes people forget what direction is. 
they, they they fall back on things like it looked nice or the production design was good. I'm like, no, that's production design. Yeah. No, that's it. You know, like direction. Yeah, yeah. Direction is telling a story. They're like, isn't that writing? I'm like, no, you're making, you know, like, yeah. yes, writing, but, but direction is telling the story as well. And you tell, but it's telling the story visually, you know, with audio, with editing. It, it, it's, yeah. it's the combination of all of those departments. Yeah, the, the only thing that told the story in Selma was the main characters acting and what they flat out said to me. I didn't get anything necessarily from the visuals and from a feeling or... What I mean, directing is also directing the actors to give a certain performance, which I think Selma did better than the imitation. Except it, except it was that one performance. So I'm like, why weren't you? Yeah. Why, why wasn't anyone to, else getting heightened? It just makes me feel like apart. it was that one actor's choice. And I'll say that, that the casting of, of Christian Coulson was a, a much more original move than the casting of Benedict Absolutely. Cumberbatch. Yep. Casting Benedict Cumberbatch just speaks more to the passionless... Uh, approach the yep. imitation game had. When you cast Bennett at Cumberbatch, you you yeah. you have given up. Yes, <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> you're gonna get an okay result, but you have given up. It's it's like um, it's like casting Samuel Jackson. Yeah, it's just like well, he he's probably around. <laughs> He'll do it. Give yeah. him some money. All right, uh, Boyhood. We we dipped yeah. our toe into this a little bit. Um, I'm gonna go against the grain just a tad. I like Boyhood. I liked it despite the criticisms that have been levied against it. Um, the criticism chiefly of it's just a bunch of things happening and then it ends. I think that Richard Linklater did something interesting here, not yeah. just, not just in it, in his stunt gimmick, but in as much as like, uh, there was an honest trailer that made a really funny comment about, they were like, it's, it's good, but let's face it. If you just shot it across a couple of months, it would suck. Yeah. Well, I actually it's think not. I, I, I actually think that that's, a compliment for the film, which is that isn't it interesting that by shooting it in this way, yeah. a directorial choice, yep. it changes the dynamic of the story and how in how you receive it. He did something unique. He, he did something that people have not done before, and and that that is special. There are some special things about this film. I quite liked it too. I I thought that Ethan Hawke was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was the glue that held the film together because otherwise there was some really lumpy performances. Yeah. Patricia Arquette was actually pretty bad. Yeah, I, I thought she was. Yeah, uh, and the kids were yeah, I, kids. Go ahead, Ethan. I mean, I, I, I there's a lot of things I liked about it because I, I liked all the like time capsules of the pop culture and like gaming and all this cool stuff, like little, and I do like slice of life films. Um, and, um, so there was, it was really interesting to see, and I don't know what it was, but I think just maybe it was just the, uh, maybe the length of the movie, but toward the, uh, after two thirds of the film, I really, it really lost me. And I I don't, and maybe it's because what, I was still yeah, there. like after after two thirds, like when he starts becoming like the mumbly douchebag, which I mean we all do. That I mean <laughs> we all become mumbly douchebags. We all kind of were that like that. What would, ha- when what that would happen age, if? But maybe the- I I actually liked his transformation into a mumbly douchebag because he, he really literally went from this kind of youngish kid that um, had a, I thought a very average moral compass. Yeah. It was actually his averageness that really worked for me because yeah. it was kind of a clean slate of a kid. You weren't saying like, see, he's troubled or see, he has this chip on his shoulder or, yep. hey, he's he has a silver spoon up his ass or he there was no. It was your basic kid. 
And, and so we get to have a basic growth and, yeah. and, and being like, Oh, I think maybe photography. And then, yeah, you graduate from, by the time he graduated from high school, I f- almost felt proud of him. Yeah. I, I almost was like, you know what? You made it through some tough stuff. You did and, it right. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I felt kind of, kind of good for him. I wonder if the movie would have worked better for like EJ, for instance, if it had been a four part miniseries. Hmm. Yeah, like, maybe like dividing their the it, yeah, the, just so that you're not expected to sit and watch the whole thing. Yeah, because I, I mean, the, for me, the the length I, I really felt the length, and I think that's a problem when you start to feel like, oh man, I'm just getting, I'm just getting really tired with this movie. I'm getting really bored, yeah. and I, I think that's a problem. I don't, I can't articulate what exactly set me off to that. But now, when you're a filmmaker, think, yeah, you have to yeah. care. You have to care about that, and and I'll tell you, this year very few of the filmmakers nominated cared about that problem. Yeah. They, 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 they do not care about you and your impatience. They just don't care. Yeah. yeah. I was at the end of this film though. I was a little bit sad that it was over. I kind of wanted to see the rest of his life, like all the way up to his death. Like, I could have gone for like boyhood. Going too, into the like, future. You, know. you start seeing portals into the future. Yeah. Like see him grow up, have some kids, you know, have a nice life. There he goes, <laughs> growing into his 40s. <laughs> I don't know more about his story, damn it. Um, I give this movie an eight. I give it an eight, too. I thought it was good. I really liked it. Uh, I give this movie a range from five to eight. Because <laughs> it's a lot of movies. Because I, I, I liked it. I enjoyed watching it. I, I, I agree with Frankie. It was interesting to see a movie done differently and kind of what it meant when you're actually watching the same boy. But at the same time for that, I'd rather watch the actual like seven up documentary series like that. It does the same thing that that did to me. And when you talk about breaking it up into a mini series, well, yeah, then I'd rather watch an actual real mini series on these kids growing up. So but it, it gets a weird one number. thing. One thing I'll, I'll definitely like levy a criticism is, uh, there's a few scenes in this where the dialogue is just wrong. It's painful. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah. Where they're they're just like they sound like fake people. It's often Patricia Arquette and her drunk husbands, but also like the kids' friends. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. I, I so anyway, I give I give it a seven, and mostly yeah for the length and the script issues, and I, I do applaud trying something new yeah. and trying something uh, if or this, taking a huge risk. If, I think it belongs in the category, oh, you know, yeah. as opposed to yes. those other films that certainly yeah. don't. It it did something and, interesting, and I once I think that there was passion. Uh, for for what he was doing for the idea for filmmaking if this movie wins best picture will any of us be upset about it no 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 um the theory of everything (laughs) there's only one good thing about the movie and it's the performance other otherwise it's boring it was well let me tell you i think it was the best of the historical documentaries yeah um it wasn't, it was reasonably accurate, which for me is important. I know it's not for anybody else. And it was a good story. It should be accurate, but I just, I, I'm not going to like, yeah, um, you know, I understand downvote it by four or five points yeah. just because, um, and, and I, I enjoyed it. I liked, I liked watching it. I thought it, it taught me about somebody's life who was interesting, but know? it was such an average movie. It was. It was it it was kind of like the American sniper of that kind of movie. Yeah. Well, we're, we're in the Fozzie Bear Club here. I mean, yeah. This is going to win any comedy awards. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's okay. But he, I mean, I he, I'll tell you, he had he had a a task ahead of him, which was you need to first uh, 
you know, portray an able-bodied guy and then this stage of ALS and then this stage of ALS and then this stage of ALS and it needs to not come off ridiculous yeah. or offensive. And it, and it needs yeah. to be portraying someone we yeah. all know what he looks and sounds like. Yep. So that's hard. Yes. And he did it. <laughs> he did it. And uh, But that's yeah. an acting it's, cred, not a best It's very cred. easy for this to go... It's very easy for this to go in, like, yeah, simple Jack territory where, yeah. you know, yep. uh, Tropic Thunder. <laughs> but it didn't. It, it stayed. It, it was really on point. And, and I, I I thought it was good. Um, I would give Theory of Everything a six. I gave it a seven. But I, I'd give his performance a nine. Uh, his performance was great. Yeah. But the rest of the, all, all in the whole package is seven. But, you know, if you were like, you've got to watch that imitation game or American Sniper in a, in, or, or Selma in a heartbeat theory. Of yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I give it a points. seven for that same reason. Yep. EJ? I, I, give it a, I give it a six. I think it's pretty much on par with seven, uh, Selma in my mind. Um, a great performance. Um, maybe the performance in this was better than Selma in so. my mind. Um, so. But the movie, movie was just mediocre at best. Uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel. Let me tell you, <clears throat> I, I I really wanted to like this movie because I really liked Moonrise Kingdom, his, his film that came. Uh, yeah, me too. What do you me guys too. like? I about love Moonrise. Um, it, it's 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 cute and it's got this this lovely little happy world. Did he write just... real characters in that one? Or Absolutely did... not. <clears throat> yeah, um, he wrote himself. No, yeah, he, everybody's fake. But but it's a wonderful kind of sheen over the world, and it's just it's a lovely little world. And he tried that same thing here, but it fell so flat. He tried me. that same thing for the ninth time. Yeah, <laughs> that, it, it, he, he makes yeah. the same movie every time. And I know that's an unoriginal thing to say about him, but it's true. And 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 but the 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 problem isn't repetition. Repetition. Yeah. Competition can be good. Yep. Um, if you like the way Woody Allen acts, you're going to enjoy Woody All Allen. All of Woody Allen's films. You know, if you enjoy Robert Downey Jr., you're going to yeah. enjoy his films. The problem is not that. See, when it, when an actor is repetitious, it's okay because you cast if you cast them correctly, yep. it might be the very thing you're looking for. Yeah. When a director can only make the same movie over and over again, it means that they have a style that is arbitrary to the content. Yeah. And so regardless of what the content is, they're plugging. You always get the same. You're getting film. the same style. And and yeah. that means to me that there is directorially a lack of choice. Yep. And a lack of direction. Yep. And that's a big, big problem. And and I, I felt that I've seen most of his movies. I really hate some of them and I can stand a few. I like Bottle Rocket and I kind of like Tannenbaums. I might have just been young when I saw it. But I really felt it in this one where I was like, dude, like – your shots of this hotel, your shots of people reverse, you know, d- d- you know, that center frame reverse shot stuff. It's there. You're doing it for no reason other than because yeah. that's what you do. This is, this is a movie that in the hands of another director could have probably been something more interesting. Well, it needed in some ha- writing fixing. Too, maybe in but. the hands of, of, uh, of, of the Looney Tunes directors, because it was really just an adventure heist little filmy film. Yeah. It wasn't an, it wasn't an interesting idea even. No. And the way it was handled was crap. It, yeah, it, it, it was. It started with like a, like an old like a a young woman going up to a statue and the statue is of a writer, is and then writer. we go into the writer's oh, book. And then it flashback yeah, that... the writer, and I'm like, oh, is this a joke? Oh. It's stupid as shit. Yeah. Is that, is, is, is that why yeah. we're doing this? Because it's funny? Maybe, you, maybe it thought I, itself Shakespearean. I forgot that that even happened. And a play within a play. The, yeah, I forgot it happened, too. <laughs> the, 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 big, the biggest problem was, I, I think one of, one of Wes Anderson's biggest problems is 
he wants to make comedies and he is one of the least funny people that lives. Yeah. <laughs> He's not a fun. So in, in place of comedy, he just, um, does quirks. Yeah. Well, a lot of, you know, it's funny as I was watching this, this film, the thing that kept reoccurring to me is a lot of the comedy feels like Adam's family values comedy. That that kind of, of <laughs> but but give, but given Oscar attention, yes. And the only reason it's given Oscar attention is because he's been around for a little while, and his choices look like real choices. They're not real choices. No, they're bullshit choices. Yeah, it, I I really don't understand why this particular film was nominated. If you want to go down the historical documentary thing that they went it was this nominated year. for the most amount of things. It, it, this is yet another film it, for me. That, that's actually that really like surprising. <laughs> it and yeah, some people. Well, everybody I heard from was like. Finally, Wes Anderson gets his due, and for one of his Jesus greatest. Christ, um, I, I I hated this movie. Yeah, my everybody at my work uh, really liked it when it came out, and I I didn't see it when it came out, and so I saw it much later, and um, and I saw it, and I was like, yeah, man, uh, like they were raving about it, and I I just I don't see it. Um, the reason why I liked Moonrise, I don't know. I guess it kind of just played on my like nostalgia for childhood yeah. and those kind of childhood feelings. And I think it portrayed that very well. And so that resonated with me. And I think he tried to do a little bit of that here as well in Grand Budapest to like that, you know, um, buildings that you love and establishments that you love um, and how they're like crumbling and decaying. But I don't think it was very successful. I don't think it's, it was, not, it's not authentic or relatable in any way. I, I yeah. think he does it better yeah. with his other movies. I mean, if you look at yeah. like, like Rushmore, that kind of, you know, that awkward stage of, of being young and teenish. And then you look at Royal Tenenbaums and you think of, you know, some awkward family type dynamics and, this Budapest one just didn't have anything that you could relate to. Oh, and let's not ignore the completely meaningless cameos. Oh, the, every time they cut to a desk clerk, it was Owen Wilson or yep. Bill Murray or uh, uh, Jason <laughs> Useless. Schwartzman. Useless. I mean, Schwartzman. Am I supposed to be happy that that's happening? Am I am I supposed to like relate to it? Well, I really had no idea what was going on. Think about this. When you see a cameo in, in a Muppet film, for example, one of the classic Muppet films. It's the films, Muppets. Yeah, yeah, it's the Muppets. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. And that's clearly what they were trying to go for here, but it falls so short of fun in so many places. It, it's so melancholic in so many places when it's trying to be a happy adventure film. Uh, it's just a mess. So because there's so many people who liked it. I, I, I end up being driven crazy by it and I have to go look at reviews to mm. see what's going on. And I just kept reading the same. So either you get a critic review yep. that is so far up its own ass, it's incoherent, or you get a user review. That's like, I just love the attention to detail. And I'm like, what detail uh, what detail in the film? What are you, what are you trying to, what details matter in this thing? Yeah. Uh, to tell the story you're trying to tell the detail of the flashback and the flashback and the flashback. Why was that there? What significance did it have? What the details of the cameos? Yeah. Are you talking about the details of the lensing of shooting a staircase? Yeah. Um, it was, it was a cartoon dressed up as a, a bad cartoon, a, yeah. a, a not funny cartoon. You, you, I, I, I defy you, you know, get me any Looney Tunes cartoon from the thirties. It's fun. better than this. Uh, a way better directed. It's 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 a, a cartoon <laughs> dressed up like an Oscar film, and I'm grossed out by it. Wow. <laughs> the the only uh, the only thing good in this, I think, is we learned that Ray Fiennes can act comedically. I didn't know. I just wasn't aware until now. <laughs> yeah, he he was. Yeah, he was the best part of the movie, but it really wasn't there strong wasn't enough to carry the whole that movie. kid, the bellhop kid. Annoying. Yeah. Who the hell are you? 
Anyway. I mean, I <laughs> Let's not. We don't need to belabor the point. Three out of ten. Holy crap. I gave it a six. A four. Wow. EJ? Uh, this is... Uh, this is the best pictures of sixes and sevens for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and finally, best for last. Oh, Whiplash. Whipla- I love you. Whiplash, which may be one of the best uh, films of the year. Yes, I think so. Yep. If, if it was my choice in this category, uh, it would be Whiplash. I agree with you. This, if I was, if I had to call the shots, this would be the best picture. I, I would have I don't put. Think it will. I would have put Gone Girl in the category, and I would have been like, "Ooh, I don't know if I want Gone Girl or Whiplash yeah. to win. I like them both." Yeah, that's how mm-hmm. I feel. And, and the great thing about this movie is there was a point where I thought it was going to go in a schmaltzy, weird direction. And then it totally just said, yeah, like, fuck you. It was We're a real badass moment. It, yes. it, there's a real badass yeah. ending I to like this movie. I think, it has, I think it has one of the best last 20 minutes of any movie I can think of. Yep. I, I would say great acting, great directing. Like focused. Really focused sharp. Intensely focused. Intensely focused. And um, uh, by the way, directed by, I've never heard of him before, first movie ever, this guy the, mm-hmm. who directed this. Uh, he was born at Women and Infants, which is where I was born, yep. in Providence, uh, exactly one year and one day before I was. <gasps> Whoa. Uh, Does that mean in one year and one day yeah. you're going to make Whiplash? So young, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So young guy yep. from this area, first film, makes this thing. Amazing. It's amazing. Uh, I married the wrong man. He, sh- yeah. <laughs> he, he, uh, he shot it. A lot of people have been saying this, but it's really true. He sh- it, it's, it's a movie about playing drums, really, but it's really a movie about excellence. Yeah. It's a movie about being excellent and what it means to be excellent and, and about focus and about passion. And what it means to encourage and whether encouragement is always kind or whether yeah. it's... Yeah. I mean, Where's the line? The, yeah. you know, basically, you know, to uh, to not spoil it, J.K. Simmons plays a drum instructor at a prestigious drum school, and he his whole thing is he is going to push everybody to the limit to the point of abuse, actual yep. sometimes physical, emotional abuse, and and um, um, he's he's a son of a bitch for it. And any other movie, you know, like a Goodwill Hunting or whatever, would have eventually be- painted him as like he just wanted what was best for you and you just couldn't see that, but not this movie. No, nope. this movie. <laughs> yeah. Th- th- this was not a dead poet society. Yeah. Whatever it, other inspiring. It looks like it's going to go that way and that they're going to finally understand one another. And then it's like, no, this life is a competition. This yep. is a competition. Um, and I, yeah. I, I, like I said, in my, in my mini review, I had no idea JK Simmons could act. Not like that. Like, not like that. I, I knew he could, he could play his character. We, we knew he could be J. Jonah, no, Jonah Jameson from Spider-Man. <laughs> yes. But, um, he, he, he deserves Yeah. And then that. he was in, go ahead. Uh, he was in portal Two playing JK Simmons as well. He, I, that's what I thought he could do. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Oh my goodness. And, and the fact that somebody our age got a performance, out of both Miles and J.K. Yeah. Simmons, Miles is great too. That, yeah, the that good performance is it, amazing. It's amazing. Going into it, did anybody think they would like it as much as they did? No. no. Some no, mo- no. some movie about drumming. I, you know, how did I? Know? I yeah. yeah, I was like, uh, I don't know about this. I, I was happy enough to watch it. I was like, oh, good, we're gonna see a movie, a real movie, and I thought it would be fine, but it was great. Yeah. Um, I, I felt something from beginning to end. There wasn't a moment that I wasn't uh, engaged in this thing. Um, very intelligently made. I can't wait to see more from the director. 
Um, and more from J.K. Simmons if he's given more opportunities like yeah, this. Yeah, I, I would be yeah. happy to go see him and doing something serious. This is strong. the stuff that Oscars should be doing. Is, Absolutely. Is make, because making small movies that get good attention. That it, Right now, that's really the job of TV. Yeah. TV would, would cast Brian Cranston as something you never knew he could do. Yep. But this movie did it for J.K. Simmons. So I give this a 9 out of 10. I give it a 9 out of 10 as well. 9 My out of 10. best of the year. Nine all around. Yeah. <laughs> Nine um, all around. All right. Yeah. Foxcatcher did not get nominated for Best Picture, but it did get nominated for Actor in a Leading Role with Steve Carell. Here we are again with the historical dramas. At least it didn't get in the Best Picture nod. Um, An interesting historical drama. Yes. Well, a story you wouldn't have expected to be told. No. Uh, it, it's just MLK, I expect it. A you bizarre <laughs> story um, presented very accurately. And Steve Carell was good. I mean, if you've ever seen, um, you've ever seen him, the original guy who he's based on. Yeah. Um, there's videos of him on YouTube. He's he's pretty on on point. You know. He he got one thing I really like the act when you portray a real life figure, <clears throat> it's always much more interesting to perform the sensibilities and the pathos of the character instead yep. of doing an Im- impersonation. Yep. A good impersonation is not necessarily a good performance. Yes. Um. Mm-hmm. But he really got the he really got the soul of the guy, which was somebody who's damaged by his own privilege. Yep, and um, and doesn't know how to interact with other people, and uh, uh, makes this big big move in the wrestling world to interact with other people. When I first saw this movie, I was a little bored throughout it. I was a little kind of not with it. I felt some of its length, but now that it's been maybe a month since I've seen it, I think maybe I underrated this movie just a little bit. I think I think that it was a really interesting story. I think that it's it's if you know anything about the real story, you know the ending. So I won't say it, but if you it, it, you know, it's it's something it's common knowledge. Yeah. Um they treated that really well. They handled that really well, yep. I thought. Um Channing Tatum, uh I, you know, one thing I thought was kind of cool so, some people think that the con- you know the uh, using makeup to transform Steve Carell was kind of a bad choice. Some people thought one thing I thought was a good choice in makeup for sure was the ears on Mark Ruffalo and Channing Tatum to mm-hmm. make them look like brothers. Yep. Um, I didn't even really notice it. Did you know that EJ? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. I noticed their ears. Um, I mostly because, uh, my, uh, Anna was watching and she was like, something's weird with her ears. And I was like, Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then, yeah, they heard they, they kind of try to match. Uh, so they look more like brothers. Which yeah, is, there, um, there's some, there's some drug use in the movie, but it's, it's, it's handled like, you would expect somebody who's just filthy rich to handle drugs. Um, yeah. Like it's just kind of a na- natural <laughs> part of life. It was really a really interesting little movie. I do think that they cared about this film. Yeah. They definitely like sh- shooting on the Foxcatcher estate. I thought really worked for yeah. it. Like they definitely got that facility down. Um, I think that if there was one scene from it and the, uh, it's this one scene I keep going back to in my head that I'm that, that elevates the film for me which is uh, it's Steve Carell with the wrestlers and he decides that he's going to try to teach them how to wrestle. Yeah. For the benefit <laughs> of his mother. Yep. For yeah. the benefit to, to look cool in front of his mom, his mom who has the fortune yep. and it is yeah. just agonizing. Yeah. But, but it, it's, it's agonizing yeah. in that way. That means that they're doing it right. Yeah. Because it is, it was agonizing for everyone involved too. Which was really interesting for me, not being a fan of the American office and feeling that that is over the top fake awkwardness yeah. to watch him act a truly awkward, painful moment. Oh, yeah. It was interesting to me. I, this is, I think he deserves, you know, I wouldn't give the film ever a, a 
best picture nom, but it absolutely deserves the best acting nom. I, you know, I think it deserves a best picture nom much more than Invitation. Well, does. Yep, in, that. in comparison, yeah. to, in, in comparison to the shit that's up there. But if you were asking me yeah. in general, yeah, sure. Um, the rest of them we all talked about, but I'll just go down the list real quick. Bradley Cooper, American Sniper. Benedict, I didn't think he was anything special in that. Too no. bad because I like Bradley Cooper. You know what? He should have been nominated for Rocket Raccoon. But anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch, The Imitation Game. Boring. It's just him. It's just literally yeah. him. Uh, Michael Keaton for Birdman. All right. Yeah, that, that's sure. a good nomination. I, I think there's some really interesting moments yeah. in that, especially that one yeah. where he where he encounters the uh, the critic in the bar. Yeah, but that was a great. Yeah, it's just kind great. of like this like freakish. Yeah, I love that. that um, really good. He, he it, it it's like he's yelling, but he's not yelling because he's trying to be quiet. Um, there's <laughs> just, all those emotions are starting to bubble to the top. And you feel it through the direction because by this point you've been listening to this like relentless jazz, (laughs) you know, um, I thought that really worked. Uh, and Eddie Redmayne for theory of everything. He was great. So I, in my opinion, um, I'd like to see Eddie win, uh, for theory of everything. I think Birdman's going to win and I'm not going to be sad about it. And you know, Steve Carell gave them, should give them a run for their money too. I, I think Eddie yeah. should. I think, I, I, I think Eddie should win. Yeah. I, I think I think it's going to be either Eddie or Michael Keaton. But my personally, I did love Steve Carell's performance the most, just because of the way he made me feel throughout that movie was just yeah. the most discomfort. Um, but I, I wouldn't be mad if Michael Keaton or Eddie won. Really. So. Hey, can, we, can we talk about why Nightcrawler? Is it why yeah. he's not up here? If we're oh, talking about being made yeah. uncomfortable I and a great, well, you like it a lot more. Maybe than we'll I actually we all over here on this side we all did, but uh, we'll get to Nightcrawler when we get to writing. Yeah, but in my opinion, Jake he should Gyllenhaal, have been up here for an actor. Jake Gyllenhaal belongs here, no. miles ahead of Benedict Cumberbatch and Bradley Cooper. Yes. Oh yeah, uh, I can I'll, agree. With I'll agree with you. It, there, it should have been a category of four: him, Steve Carell, Michael Keaton, and Eddie Redmayne. All right, there. maybe Ben Affleck. For Gone Girl, yeah, mm, nah, mm, I don't know. He was, he was, he was serviceable. Uh, he was what serviceable. about Miles Teller? Uh, definitely, yeah, of course. From he was great. Time. From uh, Whiplash, <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just, I'll just, okay, I'll just sure. blow Whiplash all day. <laughs> <laughs> Put Whiplash in every fucking category. Best actress, fine. Oh, here we go. <laughs> all right, baby, we're going into actress in a leading role. Girl fast. Before we start, um, a little observation. Um, Having done this for a few years, I have noticed that there are not a lot. Of, you know, they always want to nominate movies that are dramas. They really don't nominate comedy. They are always looking for dramas, like good, like decent dramas yeah. that starred women. And there's almost none. Yeah. So, so what, we, like women aren't given right? much to do at the moment. So, but not not because of the patriarchy, but because <laughs> women don't write and direct films. <laughs> well, that's because of the patriarchy. But the the uh, the, ch- the checklist. Um, of movies you have to watch to prepare for the show greatly increases because of this category. Yes. They have to, they're all unique. They have to bring in new movies because that were nominated for nothing. Else. Often, often it's the, 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 the other ones they'll have, uh, actresses in supporting roles, Yeah, but they really don't have a lot of leading. But ha- have you noticed that now? I, I guess this is also something that you would say of a lot of maybe the leading men movies, but it does, it does always seem to fall down the lines of, with the exception of Gone Girl, all of these films are primarily about these women. Like, it's just these women. There's, like, no yeah. other actors in the film. And, oh, and the theory of everything. Uh, Unlike something like Whiplash, which is about 
multiple people. Yeah. Or, yeah. It's, it's kind of like this is the story of this or one Bird woman's Man. journey. Or Birdman, which is actually kind of a little bit of a, an ensemble. An ensemble cast, yeah. <clears throat> yep. All right. So, mm-hmm. um, Marianne Cotillard, two didn't days, one it. night. I didn't see it. Nina I and I did. Did you see I it, didn't EJ? See it. Okay. So, no, um, I did not. <laughs> this movie is an hour and 45 minutes. Uh, it stars, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Raza Ghoul's daughter. Um, <laughs> Talia. Talia Al Talia Al Ghoul. She, um, <laughs> the, the plot is a, is, it's a French film. The plot's a decent one. It's a real bowl of vanilla pudding. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's the, the plot is, a, about a mill worker. She works in like a solar panel factory, um, with a family who had a mental breakdown and left her job for a little while. When we meet her in the film, she is coming out of it and she wants to regain her job. And she finds out that her former boss, the boss that she is looking to rejoin, has given the employees an option to either get bonuses or uh, if it, or keep her on the staff. Um, and so she has to go up to all 16 over the weekend because it's going to be in the a, same bright pink tank top all yeah, weekend. The whole time. The poor woman. The same clothing. Uh, <laughs> I'm very French. It she, kind of makes me feel like they shot it over like a day. There's a baseline stink to the whole film. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> she uh, she goes to 16 factory workers appealing to them to vote for her to rejoin the staff and it is like almost the identical scene 16 times yep where like normally in movies you get the exposition once and then they kind of cut forward in time to be like it happened again 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 uh this movie like they just they're like hi uh, uh please let me join the staff but my bonus i want my bonus i need my bonus. i gotta tell yeah, you i was super relieved in the moments where some dialogue <laughs> would throw away an interaction where they would be like well this person called this person and they said they'd vote for you i was like thank god one less one we have to see yeah <laughs> but you know what it, it wasn't bad but it's a great example of they were out of movies that had lead females <laughs> and they needed to just nominate something and yep. they, she, she they threw her in there uh i give the movie um, six and a half out of seven. Yeah, it's a, it's it's in that beautiful six to seven range yeah, that you know. he's all living. Okay, uh, Felicity Jones, the theory of everything. I didn't uh, think she was anything that special in this. I didn't think she she even compared to some of the other folks in this category that I've seen. Cause I've seen all the rest of them. I didn't think she was worth it. I'm not even sure that she was necessarily a lead. No, I guess, I guess she, te- she seemed supporting. Yeah, I guess technically she was supporting. But she, um, this is a great, this is a great example of they needed to nominate somebody, yep. so they just picked one of the chicks from one of the best picture nominees. Um, <laughs> as far as her, I mean, she's fine. She's not good. She's not great. Yeah, she's not bad. Yeah. Um, whatever. Julianne she's Moore, like <laughs> Julianne Moore is like they they must have been so relieved when Still Alice came out. Yeah, because they were like, awesome. There's definitely a woman starring in that. <laughs> um. The movie, um, the movie itself is is a really scary, stressful look at Alzheimer's, and um, and I, I thought it was pretty good. I actually did think the movie was good, um, uh, and, and I thought she was very good. I thought yeah. I thought it was a really you know what she was really good. She yeah. a really harrowing portrayal of a terrible disease, um, and I think it actually deserves this nomination. Unlike unlike um, Felicity Jones, who who doesn't really. And, and and to speak to John's point of accuracy. As, you know, someone in the neuro field. This is very accurate. It was very, very, accurate. very, very good portrayal. Yeah. yeah. It um, I give it a seven out of ten for sure. Um, it kept it kept my attention. 
Yeah, um, I gave it that as well. I don't think it had anything special in the way of directing. No. But I actually did think its screenplay was kind of well done. Yep. I thought it was odd that they cast nothing but celebrities across the board. But I will say this. Kristen Stewart from the Twilight series plays her daughter. Yeah. And I have to say that's spot on. It is. Everybody has a <laughs> Everybody's daughter is basically Kristen Stewart. <laughs> um, Every you know, wealthy, educated family whose, whose daughter goes off yeah. to pursue so acting is that. If not for the next film, this would be a shoo-in. Uh, you're absolutely right. And ne- that next film is Rosamund Pike, Gone Girl. Yeah. Give it to her. Oh. She, My God. The yeah. movie got robbed. Give it something. Yeah. But she, because uh, th- this is a great movie, but she she plays every note in the film. Yes. She plays, uh, you know, she, she was one of the, she was like the, the lead female in, um, uh, what was that? The world's end, that Edgar Wright movie. Mm-hmm. Like she's in all kinds of little things and she was great. This was a great film too. They got snubbed otherwise. Yeah. Um, give it to her. Yeah. yeah. I'd say this, I, 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 this is, I wouldn't be mad if still Alice got it, but this is where it really should be. Yeah. I haven't seen still Alice. And uh, out of the ones I have seen, yeah, this is the one. I, uh, she's the one I would. Uh, she, she, yeah, she led my emotions through the whole thing. She, she was the she was the twist in that movie. She was the she pl- she played Ben Affleck, played everybody along. It was great. She was. I really, loved it. Really, and and she she just has, I think, a really unique screen presence, mm-hmm. um, where she feels really mm-hmm. soft and unthreatening. But at yeah. the same time, she's really substantial. You're always watching her when yep. she's yeah. in the frame. She's yep. always, you're well, always kind of looking at her reaction. She, e- even in early times where it's just nice and pleasant. and She's so yeah. soft and unthreatening until she's not Horrifying. Not. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it's, she's great. Um, I give the movie 9 out of 10. I give it 8 out of 10. Yeah. The, the, I'm the giving it 8 out of 10. Nina makes me watch it regularly. She's like, can we put in Gone Girl? Can Ooh. we put in Gone Girl? We have to watch it now. Um and now to, to finish out the category. My mom's favorite. She loved this? She read the book. It's wild. Um, the, the book is called Wild, excuse yeah. me. Um, <laughs> the film is wild. And the film is called Wild. And it's starring Reese Witherspoon. It is about a, uh, a, a chick that has had a tough life. Or, although not that tough at all, really. She no. lost her mom and then she fell into drugs. And then yeah. she got a divorce. Ugh. And it was enough to... I st- felt way worse for Julianne Moore. Yeah. Like, way, and, way worse. And it, it was enough to stress her out enough <laughs> to go on a 1,000-mile uh, a, a hike. In, in which she gets continuously assisted by men, I must say. And the movie keeps, keeps doing this weird freak out where they, you, they almost make you think that she's going to get raped and then she And doesn't. she never does. Yeah. Uh, sorry, spoiler. <laughs> um, she never gets raped. It, it's really, really <laughs> odd. For all of you that wanted that surprise rape scene, yeah. you're not getting it. Reese is fine. The movie is okay. But, um, man, it's one-dimensional. Oh, I'll say. And, uh, it's so, and at the beginning, she's so herpy-derpy and then she becomes so competent. And it's just like... Ugh. There's this one scene where she's in with a therapist... And they're like, why do you, why do you think you do drugs? And like, she's got like ripped jeans and she's like smoking a cigarette and she's like, look, I don't have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> or like when they go to get tattoos. Oh, you know, it, oh Jesus. I kept, I kept turning to Nina and I was like, you know, there's a lot of wisdom on this trail. <laughs> <laughs> um, I give the movie a six out of 10. Yeah. I give it that as well. Lame. Lame. Uh, and you know what? She's got her Oscar it. too, by the way. <laughs> Uh, Roseman Pike may never go, go up for an Oscar ever again. Uh, yeah, I, I'd so, be surprised. So yeah. I'll give it to her. Julianne Moore, I don't know if she's ever won one, but I assume she has. Yep. Okay, <laughs> actor, supporting role. <laughs> Robert Here we du- go. Robert Duvall, the judge. Oh, I, my dad's the judge, literally. My, yes. Um, John's referring to a, we, when we shot our first movie, 10 Pounds, 
uh, we were, we had a courtroom scene we had to shoot and the guy who was supposed to play the judge, we never got a, a guy to play the, uh, the judge. So we had John play the judge, but John was already playing the dad of the main character. So we threw, <laughs> so we threw in a line where the main character goes, my dad's the judge. Well, in this movie, the judge, Robert Downey Jr.'s father is the judge. So um, <laughs> there's that joke. I would say this movie is on par with a television movie. Yes. It felt like a, like a, a legitimate like A&E film afternoon special. Um, lame writing. Yep. Predictable uh, performances. Real, real lame. Uh, orange and teal throughout. Yep. Uh, but I, I don't even really think Robert Duvall is the interesting performance. He just grumbles like an old man through yes. the whole thing. The, the only performance that I would you – know, it's, it's the same old – one you always get, but Robert Downey Jr. was the only thing that he elev- Robert Downey Jr. He was the only thing that elevated the movie at all. Yeah, um, uh, without him, it would have been worse. But no, this, he doesn't deserve. This. I'll tell you this: as Nina says, it, it's a cup of vanilla pudding. So, to some of these, I really prefer vanilla pudding. Yeah, um, I'd like vanilla pudding. <laughs> now John wants vanilla pudding. Great. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Mark Ruffalo, Foxcatcher. Foxcatcher okay. Fox is a really cool movie, but Mark Ruffalo wasn't anything special. And all I've been hearing is people being like, "Mark's really good in it." I didn't is he? Think it was that great? He acts like Bruce Banner. In it. Yeah, I, I think he. I think he like transformed himself very well. I Did think he? that's. I think maybe that's what it's a visual thing for most people. They're like, oh wait, that's Mark Ruffalo. Oh cool. Are you you're just talking about the physicality of his wrestling? Yeah, or okay. the physicality of his his walking, his mannerisms. Okay, he right. kind of changes a lot of. Like things. it makes you believe. I think. That I think he, he makes you believe that he's been training to be a wrestler for a long time. Yeah, I think I think there there is he yeah. does kind of like walk, walk a little hunchy just like uh uh Chan Tatum. I think their their performances are pretty equal in my mind. Yeah. Um yeah. Ethan Hawke Boyhood, I I think one of the best things about the yeah, movie. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I think he really pulled the movie out. Uh, he he really added something to the film. He he was definitely the most natural. He was a very nuanced character, which is the stepdad that's not so ba- not that bad, not that great. Yeah. The and real you dad. Done all, you should have gone with him to begin with, Morgan. Um, yes, as the honest trailer points out, but he is nothing compared to J.K. Simmons whiplash. Not at all. And neither is Edward Norton in Birdman. No, J.K. Simmons was yeah. definitely, we're just going to jump, go ahead and jump around here. Then look, looking at this group. Yeah. I really don't see how he's not, he's not a shoe in. Yeah. J.K. Simmons yeah. was obviously the best. Ed Norton was good in Birdman. I think J.K. Simmons, in his own right. J.K. Simmons is going to get the, the award tonight so that everybody will not worry about whiplash getting anything else. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Think you're right. I think you're right. It'll be to throw the center off. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, it, it's got to go to JK. I'm sorry. It's got to JK, JK. Uh, now we're getting this into the, the That's the only person in this category for me. Yeah. Um, actress in a supporting role. Man, I can't believe Meryl Streep made it her way into this. Oh, thing. She, just, <laughs> like she was the worst thing about Into the Woods. How, did, okay. she, how did she do it? She, she was the worst. For, for anyone who likes the Into the Woods mandatory. music, which may have been you, John. mandatory. She ruined the last midnight. She, she did. did not sing it well. She just flat out did not what, sing it well. Uh, what was that? Bert, was that? Uh, it wasn't Bernadette Peters. Who was that? Um, who Emily played Blunt. the? No, no, the the mother of Jack's mother. Oh, oh, uh, 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 Tracy Ellman. She was way better than Meryl Streep yeah. was. Nominated. She should have played the witch. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> um, fuck you, Meryl Streep. Yeah, you sometimes <laughs> you act well, but not today. Not today. Um, Laura Dern. While who the hell? I, I don't know who is that. The mom. Yes. Oh, what a, a ridiculous! Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the she's, she was cancer mom. She yeah, but she's also the um 
She's Alan. Was, she's Alan Grant's girlfriend in Jurassic Park. But her only yeah. quality in this Jurassic film, Park the only woman. reason she was there was to die of an illness for her this daughter. This is a shitty category. Look at these They don't stars. have anything. Look, uh, what else we got here? We got yeah, this is really Patricia shitty. Arquette in Boyhood. She was arguably one of the worst things about the film. She got fatter over 12 years. <laughs> well, <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and old. Um, Emma Stone, honestly, man. I mean, Emma Stone. Did she do anything Emma Stone that Emma Stone was doesn't normally right. do? No, but I guess I'm going to give it yeah, to her out no. of these. Out of this uh, this crap. And what then, were you no. saying about Emma Stone, EJ? I was just saying that uh, she was she was okay. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I think was, right. uh, pretty good. She, and then you got honestly, she, she probably is the pick for for all these. Yeah, the, Kira Knightley isn't going to get anything. She I think, I think Patricia I think Arquette, Arquette will probably. Get I think it. it's going to go to Patricia Arquette. Oh man, it will. Disappointed. It should just go to Emma Stone at that point. And then, Disappointed. And then you can discourage Emma Stone from trying ever again too. Yeah, <laughs> just, just give it up, Bon. Um, Take it easy. Well, I, the thing I like about Emma Stone is she she holds her own against um, like Edward Norton in the scenes. Heavy I actors. thought she. Yeah, so I th- I thought she she did a good job, and I but I do think it's gonna go Patricia Arquette just because. Okay, animated feature film. I've only seen two of these five. I've seen uh, four of the five myself. Well, let's whip through it because uh, in ten minutes the red carpet kind of yeah, heat, so we gotta get heats up. Um, <laughs> Big Hero Six. Uh, you and I saw it together, John. It was okay. Uh, it wasn't anything special. I was hoping for a lot more from it. A, a Frozen. It was not. Yep. A Wreck It Ralph. It was not. Yep. Um, a, uh, a Lego movie it was not, which, by the way, did not get nominated, and I think it was a big oversight. Which every, everybody knows that. Uh, <laughs> Box, Troll, Box Trolls, I thought, was you know what? I thought it was good. It was wonderful. Can yeah. I tell you why a Lego, Lego movie didn't get nominated? It's because because it probably did have its own Happy Meal. Yeah. And they were like, no. Yeah, they don't they don't buy it. I, I so did, did like Box Trolls. Um, yeah, and so did Out of Train Your Dragon 2, which That's was true. nothing very special. Let me tell you, it was not as good as the first one. But they, they all, I haven't seen the first one. They all say it's wonderful. First one is good. It's a great film. Did you see the first Train Your Dragon? Even? I haven't seen any of these movies. <laughs> <laughs> I only saw Lego movie. I, mean, I did find a copy of The uh, Tale of Princess Kaguya, which was a lovely little film, but even by Japanese standards, it was glacial. Um and I could not find Song of the Sea because no one has seen Song of the Sea. Why nominate it then? What, it was showed one time at a film festival in Denmark. We can't nominate movies that no one can see. Yeah, that's, I know. That's kind of bullshit. It is. Well, the Academy um, gets them all for free on DVD, so they don't know what the fuck anyone else can see. At that rate, nominate having fun up there. No yeah. one can see it. They, 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 they probably think everybody gets these DVDs mailed to their home for viewing. Well, they do. Uh, they I'm going to give it to Box Trolls. No, I mean like the, the viewing public. Definitely for... Box de- Trolls, yeah. Definitely for me. The, the, I'll tell you, the best thing about the Box Trolls is right after the... They have like end credits, like kind of like featured yeah. end credits. Right after that, they have... Um, they actually show a time lapse of them doing the stop motion animation um, on the live set. And that's the best part of the movie. Yes, it is. I, w- I wish that more of the movie was like that. It would have really made it a, a the the eth- the pathos of that scene. Really, if they had brought it into the movie more, it would have made it even better. But I'm talking about like still be- great. I'm talking about like that behind the scenes. Oh, thing. I, I know, but I was I was talking about what the characters were saying and how they're oh, they're yeah. like um they're reflecting on on life, and it was very interesting. Oh yeah, but it was very funny. Yeah, yeah. Th- th- but it was it was funny. And it was a little beautiful little moment. One of the one of the characters right. in Box Trolls was Richard Iode, who uh, who was he played Moss on IT Crowd. He was so, good. Uh, he's very funny. All right, now we're into the we're, uh, we're in the categories that they they lump in the web design. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> which includes directing for some. Well, reason. well, this is the first tier lumped categories. Then we will start getting more and more obscure. Yeah. So cinematography, the movies that looked nice. All right. 
Birdman. Yep. Um, I think we all know what was interesting about that yeah. cinematography. It was one shot. All yeah. Ha- yeah, even though it technically wasn't, but you yeah. know, I, I don't think it purports to be one shot. It just wants to feel like one shot. Yeah. Uh, Grand Budapest had Hotel. some bad cinematography. Yeah, I mean, some, like people would, yeah. some people would fight you on that. Really? But, um, They'd be like, oh, it has different aspect ratios. Oh, yeah, what the hell? <laughs> Give me a break. Uh, Ida, which uh, I'll let you talk about, EJ. Oh, it was it was, it was nice, but go ahead. Uh, it was uh, every frame was like a I would hang any frame of that movie on my wall. It was so good. Wow. I, I think it, it, so. it did have a lot of. Did you see? You didn't end up seeing it. I didn't see this. One. Uh, it was. It, it did have some beautiful visual composing to it, but it, it ultimately wasn't a great film. Um, and Mr. Turner, which had a baseline stink. Ah, uh, yeah. I, it, this I'm is a, going to Ida. What this, was so special category. about Mr. Turner's? It wasn't good. It, it wasn't. It wasn't good. There was nothing special about the cinematography. You told oh. me. You you told me <laughs> Mr. Turner was done by a Mr. Dick Poop. Yeah, when they when they announced Dick the nominations, poop. you know how they v- verbally announced the nominations. The woman goes, dick poop? I mean, Pope? <laughs> Don't even bother to edit it or take it again. She said dick poop. Well, it was live. Oh, <laughs> dick poop. Dick poop. Um, dick I didn't poop. see I'm Broken. Forever. I was trying to, once I was reading the reviews of Mr. Turner, I was trying to figure out what was so great about the cinematography. Yeah. And I think what they mean was they shot at an interesting location. I think that's what they mean. There was a lot of ocean images. <laughs> I think they confused the photography abilities. Yeah, with the location, the location scouts performance with yeah, the cinematography. Yeah. I mean, because it definitely they shot on. Yeah, it looked like maybe Scotland or something. I don't know. It was nah. probably Westminster. It, it looked like every BBC version of Pride and Prejudice I've ever it watched. Did. You it could really give did. it to any of my beloved BBC <laughs> things. I mean, and- even the composition. Like, remember, um, uh, remember the King's Speech? Yeah, had some really interesting choices in terms of com- in terms of composition and yep. stuff. Like this movie didn't have any of that. None. It was it just was like I don't know. There was a lot of real straightforward medium wide shots. Yeah, yep. uh, what the hell? Are you, uh, like, well, uh, uh, it's the Emperor's New Clothes. Yep. I don't get it. What, what is it? This is so special. And yeah, I'm broken. None of us saw it. So I read the book. Does that count? It was the Angelina Jolie directed war movie. I'm glad I didn't watch. Oh, it. oh I don't want to see that. I'm yeah, give I it forgot that. that uh, Un- Unbroken is the Olympian who gets kidnapped and becomes a prisoner of war, right? The question is, will Ida get it? No, Birdman will. Yeah. I think Birdman. Right. I think so. Costume design, Budapest Hotel. Nothing Ooh. exceptional. I mean, what was... Maybe. I mean, they had to create an original world, I guess. It, they also had some historical stuff. I'm not going to fault the costume designer for what what I hate about Wes Anderson, but uh, it, uh, it was fine. Inherent Vice. Hold the fucking phone. Jesus. She yeah. was naked. How is that a costume? <laughs> yes. Well, um, I, maybe they're talking about like the. Uh, oh, some beads and some bell bottoms. I'm very impressed. Yeah. I'm with you. Shitty. It's just worst so- movie yeah. of the year. If you make a movie that takes place Wait. in the 60s or 70s, you're going to get into this category. Yeah. If you make a film, it's like if you make with a bunch of hippies, <laughs> if you adapt, if you have to go to Savers yeah. and buy a flowery <laughs> top, if you adapt a book from the 19th century, you're going to get in this category. Sure. These are the things you have to do. Did to get Mr. In this Turner category. get nominated? Yeah. Should have. Uh, let's see. Mr. Turner. Yep. Totally there he is. Uh, that's all they had <laughs> to do. Um, into the woods. Into the woods. They were adequate costumes from a Broadway musical. I they mean, were, what do you want? They were fairy tale character costumes. Uh, Maleficent. Didn't um, see it. Costume design is not the thing that was good about that movie. Angelina Jolie was the thing that was good about that movie. And and, and really nothing else. Yeah. Um, and and then, yet not nominated for acting. And then, for Well, she doesn't deserve it, but it was, it, 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 it was something. No one in the female category was that great. Actually, you know what? Now that you make the point. 
She should have been in there. Since they were so desperate for nominees. Why not her? Just throw her. Well, because she plays someone evil, and I'm sure they didn't want that. You think so? No, but no, it it, it had a very feminist slant to it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It it turned out that she was actually slighted and actually actually the good guy and all that. Yeah, it's one of those, the thing you didn't know, the behind the scenes story. Yeah, yeah, one of those. Um, And then Turner. And then uh, Turner, which had costumes, they weren't naked. Do you think ma- they made the costumes stinky and they made? Oh them yeah, they sprayed them down with a little sweat. <laughs> um, directing. Directing. This is as a director. I'm a film director. EJ oh. is a film director. Oh really? Um, I, I'm always interested in this category because again, I think that the art of directing is something that people don't even really know what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Bird, <laughs> Birdman. Yeah, it was directed. Definitely. Definitely. Boyhood. Yeah. Uh, also. Yeah. Foxcatcher, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that, uh, Grand yeah, Budapest, yeah, no, it wasn't. It looks like it was, but it wasn't. <laughs> and it, it, well, it was just a movie that was built to his own sensibilities. He didn't really have to direct anything in it because I feel like he just brought the elements together that would make it that. Yeah, it was just it was the all, all style, no no substance. Yeah, it, it was, was kind of like if you put was, everything there I on ha- the day have, and point the camera at it, you'll get what he wanted. It's like I have all these parameters. Yeah, um, imitation game. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I would say theory of everything was better directed than imitation. I agree. Uh, oh, definitely, definitely. So I, I really don't know where they came up with that one. Yeah, theory of everything had had some some nice you know moments between the relationships and kind of how they paired up. Well, the way they him, told, him and her in the scene and the way they they told the story of his um, like when he first discovered yeah. uh, that his bones were weakening and yep. stuff like that was okay. And, and and they did some 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 things with how people were looking at. You know the um, the threesome when that guy came in to help them and mm. oh yeah yeah shall we just skip shall we just skip documentary feature and documentary short subject yeah categories? I couldn't find them if I wanted we to. didn't see yep, any please. of them I always vote for the Polish film in the uh, the foreign films there's always a Polish <laughs> one I will vote for that all right I vote for Salt of the Earth <laughs> all right I, I go I would say for <laughs> short subject it's definitely going to go to cro- Crisis Hotline Veterans Oh I thought no, it was going to be our curse. <laughs> <laughs> Um, film editing. I'm also, uh, I, I'm always interested in, in what people would go. Yeah, that was definitely film edited. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can only really, I, I, uh-huh. I mean, I, I could point out yeah. like if there's no complaints about the editing and I can point out bad editing, but I'm not sure I could point out good editing. I can. It's called whiplash. You're right. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> okay. uh, additionally, though, you will notice in the film editing category that none of these, besides maybe those of you who may think boyhood is, none of those extremely bloated, gigantic Mr. Turner, um, what's that other horrible movie, John, that you just saw today? <laughs> yes, that, Inherent Vice. Inherent Vice. You will notice those giant bloated whales of films are not in the editing category. No. They are not. Although some of these, I mean, American yeah. Sniper was a bloated film. Yeah. Uh, no, but you're right about Whiplash. That was well. Ed- everything about that film was well done. Some pe- some people have uh, have have uh, punched it in the balls because some of some of the syncing of the playing and the audio don't quite line up. There's some mistakes there. Yeah. Are you really gonna? He didn't perform the audio though. I mean, the actor didn't perform any of the drumming. I thought he did. No. No. Oh, all right. It was it, so. How, so, what do you really want out of the poor film? I mean, yeah. I, I would. Uh, I he would, did some of it, but not all of it. I, I would give it a break on that. Yeah. I mean, the movie is great. Um. But uh, it, yeah, it's not so about I, that. When I say it's well edited, I'm talking about story. Yeah, none of the storytelling I'm, is yeah. lost I'm in not, that detail. I'm not talking about the ability to sync audio with the, with drumsticks. Yeah, that might be more of a technical award. We should give that maybe. Uh, foreign language film: Ida, Leviathan, Tangerines, and Timbuktu. Uh, Tangerines. I, I give out to Ida because it's the only one You've I saw. You've seen it, and or where? It's the only one I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> makeup, 
and hairstyle. This is fascinating. I give it to Guardians of the oh, Galaxy, yeah. which is it's that was a great film that didn't get any nods for anything else. So give it to that. I the guess. three the three films are Foxcatcher, Grand Budapest Hotel, and Guardians of the Galaxy. Foxcatcher, uh, come on, it was ears and a nose. It was, you got to give it. Yeah, to Yeah, but it was it was it was subtle though. It's, it, it, it's they right. did a lot with with what they did. Guardians of the Galaxy. Is, is amazing. I love I love the character design, but sometimes you know when you do just little subtle things. I'm kind of with EJ on this. Goes, it's like the the makeup didn't the makeup did things for the movie beyond yeah beyond st- styling it up. Okay, but okay. Guardians is the best film of the year, so <laughs> it's hard to say. It's yeah. definitely not Budapest. Yeah, uh, musical score, original musical score, Grand Budapest Hotel, which was somebody uh, farting on a piano. Uh, <laughs> Imitation game, which nope. uh, can somebody hum the melody to Imitation Game? Nope. Please. <laughs> no. How about? Uh, I thought inter- it was stock music. <laughs> Interstellar, which I probably can hum the theme to. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds great, right? <laughs> 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 Did you sing the theme from Mr. Turner now? <laughs> nope. I, I wasn't aware that Mr. Turner had music. Come to think of it. Wait, I. wait. It, it did have that one scene where someone was singing and they were laughing like the singing was somehow comical. Oh, yeah. Remember that bizarre scene? Yes. It's just a, a, a dreadfully boring wide shot. <laughs> oh, and then somebody played a piano and he kind of flirted with a chick disgustingly oh, well. She played the piano. deep in the frame, it, there's some activity happening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, I will say Theory of Everything, though, had good music. I did re- notice it during the film, yeah. and I remember it. And I actually, he, he did a great job with it. So I'm going to give it to him. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Is there anything else too. here that's... Um, I don't know these songs other than Everything is Awesome from Lego Movie. Glory from... Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, that's probably... The, every every one of those movies see, always it's, has. It's tough. I didn't see enough of these films to really make a good judge to tell you what we I don't know what movie... Oh, from Begin Again, from... What the hell are these movies? Beyond the Lights? I don't even know what it is. You know what I'm surprised by? That, that James Brown movie didn't get nominated for anything. I don't even know what movie you're talking about. It, get On Up. It was just a biopic about James Brown. I think Brown. we're done with okay. biopics. I Wait, what? There's like 20 of them. About, oh. about like really well-known people. Like, 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 like these like British MLK. ones about like scientists. and Well, the MLK, that fits its own very special category. That is not necessarily a biopic. The one I would think James Brown would occupy. Yeah, but it was knocked out by mm. Selma. There was only one slot and All Selma right. got it. Production design. Grand Budapest yeah. imitation game Interstellar. Production does oh and into the woods and Mr. Turner oh Jesus I'm gonna give it to Interstellar um, I didn't see that but you know what I didn't realize yeah I didn't see it either that ro- that robot in it was not CG whatsoever I I had heard that it was practical no. it was 100 pu- uh, yeah that's pretty damn cool if that goes if that in any way falls into production design <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll get uh, cool movie, robot have, I thought I thought I had really interesting production design from time to time uh, I do have problems with the movie overall though. Uh, for short film, I definitely give it to Feast uh, because it has the best name. We don't. We yeah. haven't seen any of these, <laughs> not, right? not one. I'm I'm very hungry and I would like a feast. <laughs> I, mean, I saw um, that delicious feast movie before that. What was that movie um, uh, that we saw? Big Hero Six. There yeah. was a, there was a little cartoon about a doggy. There was. I don't see. I don't see it up there. I don't know where these. Oh, that, that would be in the short there. animated film. Uh, short right? film will skip. We don't know any. <laughs> sound editing, American Sniper, Birdman, The Hobbit, Battle of the Five Armies, and the only thing it got nominated for, and it, and that's right, damn it, uh, I give it to uh, Birdman. Now keep in mind, this is sound editing, not sound mixing. 
Although there are a lot of the same movies on both lists. Actually, yeah, it's actually the same exact movies, except instead of Hobbit, it's Unbroken, and they threw Whiplash in there. Let's go for the Whiplash, shall we? Whiplash for everything. For editing? Yeah. For editing. How the hell do I know? I guess Birdman. I'm not sure. Visual effects. (laughs) Visual effects are some of the better movies of the year. I'm going to give Dawn of the Planet of the Apes here. Uh, I thought that that had very good visual effects. It's either that or Guardians, but since since I... Yeah. We'll give Guardians makeup. uh, We'll give Dawn of the Planet... Because you know what? Just kind of doling them out at this point. Like, you get one and you get one. I I think Dawn of the Planet of the Apes has to win because the only thing interesting to watch in the whole film... Yeah. It's a great movie. Yes. Are the CG characters. Yeah. It was a great film, and I'm, I'm surprised yeah. it didn't end up elsewhere in this. In I don't remember Captain and, America and it, having it, good CG. No, it was fair. I mean, it no. was a good movie, but no. I don't remember there being Adequate. CG. Uh, okay. They, they should give it to Don the Planet of the Yeah. I think they should give it to Don the Planet of just for Koba, because he was just so good. We love Koba. <laughs> we are big Koba fans here. <laughs> Uh, adapted screenplay, American Sniper, Imitation Game, Inherent Vice, Theory of Everything, Whiplash. We have not really reviewed Inherent Vice yet. No, I, I thought it was a, um, a a terrible and unwatchable piece of shit. I think um, it's it's either that or Mr. Turner for worst, so that should win, huh? For worst of the year. Yeah, but the thing is, um, from what I gather, if if the internet is correct, because I read a lot of reviews trying to understand what the hell people liked about this film. Uh, before we talk, I'll just say that it's directed and written by Paul Thomas Anderson, whose filmography includes Boogie Nights, Magnolia, uh, uh, There Will Be Blood, um, Drunk Punch Love, The Master, and now Inherent Vice. The, he is considered one of the greatest filmmakers living. Um, he took a book that is is near incomprehensible and na- made a near incomprehensible film with the book. Uh, so well, at least he was true to the book. Yes, he was, <laughs> and that's what a lot of people say that if if you appreciate the book in some way, you'll appreciate the film in some way. Not many people appreciate the book. I, I thought it was crap. Um, I, I I read one review that was like he's finally he's very close to happening upon a new genre of filmmaking. Uh, Emperor's new clothes. That's what I said earlier. And I, I, I'm sticking by it that people look at this and they, they find it an incomprehensible lump of crap and they say, Oh, it's beautiful. Or I must be dumb. Yes. Or, I must be dumb. The movie. There, there's smart. no way the movie's bad. Yeah. I must be dumb. And I think uh, one thing about the master, the master was one of the first PTA movies that I wasn't completely in love with the first time around. And oh, I didn't even watch it a second time. I just thought about it more. But uh, but it, it had some really interesting cinematography <laughs> and audio choices. This movie didn't have any. No. Um, I mean, I guess I guess Joaquin Phoenix was an interesting performance, I guess. Yes. But um, it didn't even like his cinematography was like against white walls and stuff. Yeah. Um, Martin Schwartz in it. But I couldn't tell you why. Yeah. Why was he in it? I don't know why there was a, there was a <laughs> few cameos and I was like, oh, I know you. Good thing you're here because I don't know anything like about Maya Rudolph, who I later found is actually his wife. That's yeah. why she was in it. I was like, why is Maya Rudolph at the desk? Um, um, so out of these. is married to Maya Rudolph? Anyway. What do we got? We got American Sniper, Imitation Senseless. Game, Inherent Vice, Theory of Everything. Is there anything else or is that it? Uh, Whiplash. I didn't know Whiplash was adapted. Um, but we're just signing Whiplash adapted, up for everything. I think it's adapted from his short, short uh, movie that he did, well, which was of, called Whiplash. Of that. Of that list, definitely Whiplash. Yeah. Uh, I would say that um, Gone Girl should be there. I would think so. Yeah. It's an oh, adaptation. Yeah, that's... It was that's, a great This is Gone Girl's category. Adapted by the author of the book. <laughs> yeah. She wrote the screenplay. Um, so th- it should be there and it should win. It just, right? it, it just got completely fucked. <laughs> yeah. That would... This, yeah, it's a, it's a travesty. That and the Lego movie. Those are the travesties. Yeah, not the Selma director, please. 
Um, <laughs> writing original screenplay. We've got Birdman, Boyhood, which barely had a screenplay, so let's knock that right out. Yep. Uh, Foxcatcher, Grand Budapest, which also <laughs> barely had a screenplay, so let's knock that out. And Nightcrawler. My vote goes for Nightcrawler. I'm going to go for Nightcrawler, too, even though I wasn't the big fan of I would go for film, Nightcrawler. I think out of this group, I think it's the best. Birdman is the only one who's even close to it. Um, Night- and I thought that the Nightcrawler was better written. Nightcrawler is a movie about um, uh, this sort of scam artist, kind of, kind of isolated character, yeah. who figures out that he can go and, uh, uh, with a handheld camera, shoot crimes in progress and sell them to news stations. And he starts to manufacture crimes, and he, he kind of it discovers that it's his calling, and he kind of builds this weird work ethic around it, but it's very, everything he's doing is unethical. Yeah, I didn't like the film. I didn't like his performance. Why not? Um, Why don't you like his performance? I, I thought that his performance, he was just playing a psychopath, a plain psychopath. No, no, no. I, that was um, a really unique psychopath, I thought. No. I've never seen yeah. anything like that. I, I thought it was a real lost psychopath who, who didn't, didn't really find what he was doing or why he was doing and then really latched on to something and, he and wasn't got obsessive even, about it. And he wasn't and even that psychotic. That's what I found kind of interesting. No, I like, thought he was yeah. very psychotic. Well, yes, he, he, he was, but but he didn't present that constantly. Yeah. And I thought the movie let him get away with it too, which is, but I still think it was well-written. Um, what I liked about Jake's performance is like, especially with his interaction with his like intern person is like, you know how you have that boss that like seems kind of like off and crazy. And it was like, it it almost felt like that. Like he was, yeah, it was like that. It it felt really real to me. And it was interesting to see like the, um, just like how the character interacted with everyone like outside of that too. So, and I really like, I like Jake Gyllenhaal. He's, he, for the past couple of years, he has given me performances that I've, I've really enjoyed and I really like Mountain Nightcrawler. So he, and, and I didn't think the writing was too on the nose or anything either. No, no, that was, um, it could have been very easily. Yeah. If you, whenever you're writing a psychopath, it's very easy to make him very, very like on the nose. Like, oh, yeah. I'm really taking advantage of people this time or something it, like that. It would have been really interesting to see, although I think it would have been the more obvious choice like you didn't know how far he was going to take it. At some point you had to think, is he going to start killing people just to get the scoop? And that's kind of where I thought it was going. That's a really good point. And then it went somewhere really dark and interesting, but that wasn't that more obvious route, which I still would have been interested Mm. in watching because his performance was so good, but they did something a little different with it, which was nice. Watching for, watching for how far he was going to take it was the thing that kept me engaged really. Mm. Um, And how far everyone was going to let him take it. Like, like they just kept being like, all right, we, we need this, so we'll take this necessary evil from you. And I think the reason it's hard to write and perform psychopaths is because uh, it's hard to understand them because you probably aren't one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unless you're a Hollywood actor, and then you may be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we have turned on the red carpet coverage now, but we're going to talk through some of it. But I want John to – we're going to – do you have your TV on as well, uh, EJ? Uh, no, I'm, I'm on my computer right now. Well, I, we, we do want to quiz John on who's who here. Uh Oh, uh, cause it, that's a tradition. I uh, tried kind of hard to, to learn more people and I failed. I, I don't know anybody. <laughs> you don't know nobody. I don't know. Who's that, that? What's his name? Uh, I don't know. He's pretty good looking, but what's he uh, in? What's he in? Uh, he was in the guardian of the galaxy and, and he voiced Emmett in the Lego movie. Oh yeah. He did? In, okay. all, in all fairness, in last year's podcast, that's how Frankie referred to him because he was not the giant star. He is today. He was, the we're, voice we're, of we're totally talking about Chris Pratt right now. He doesn't know who Chris I Pratt had, is. I didn't know who I, he was. Uh, I know. I recognize the name now. Who's but, his wife? Oh, I don't know. 
Uh, she doesn't look famous. She totally, totally <laughs> is. Uh, her name is Anna Ferris. Oh, I don't know her. <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm going to sign off for a while. I got to uh, do some things. All right. But, uh, well, you, well, I'll catch you after the Oscars. Thanks for joining. Of course. All right. Bye. All right. Um, I've got a list of other movies. You do? That I saw this year that uh, I think I'll talk about during this. Okay. I'm not really sure why, he, why Chris Pratt's there. Uh, yeah. Well, just because he's a star. That's they, true. You know, they That's bring true. stars to the Oscars. Giant warm stars. Cool butts. Um, I don't know who the host is. Is she anyone in special? It's the person who always hosts. Oh, look, it's Benedict Cumberbatch. I know him. Hey. Because he's just so weird looking and he was in, uh, what's his name? What's that movie? Imitation Game. <laughs> no, you know, uh, no, the Sherlock. Oh yeah, and he, yeah, he's he's weirdly somewhat attractive. I it, guess it's hard to it's hard to tell if he's hideous or attractive. Yes, it's it's right on that edge. <laughs> it's a, weird a fine edge. line between hideous and attractive. It's true, and he's pointing at the camera. It's very disturbing. I think my guess is that uh, that EJ was pulled away by Anna because he was like, oh, "I gotta do stuff." <laughs> <laughs> what does he have to do? Um. All right. All right. Let's go down my list quick. Okay. And uh, if if I if you watched any that came out in calendar year 2014, sure, you can mention them as well. Um, the Lego Movie. Yeah. Really well crafted. Direct- I thought it was great film. Directed by uh, the guys who did Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Yep. Every, every time these guys make a movie, it's good. Yeah, as you said, a four corners film appeals to everybody. Great, great, great film. Which is really incredible because it's basically like making Toyota the film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it's a commercial, you know. Yep. Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Didn't see it. It was it was fine. It you was liked it, it was actually really good. I hope that it starts a new tradition of adapting cartoons into cartoons. Okay. Rather than yep. Smurfs into live action Ugh, Smurfs. Yeah. Um Muppets Most Wanted. Underrated. I didn't see it. It's I got to go see it. It's hilarious. I, I didn't ma- really I like the it. Jason Siegel one that much. Yeah. Um, I thought it was okay. Maybe I just had I was a little deprived of Muppet movies, but I should go see this, this one. This I laughed yeah. the whole time. There is some Sam Eagle stuff in this. If you like Sam Eagle, I do. This is the movie for so, you. So, uh, is this your favorite films of, of this? Uh, of no, no. This, th- this, this is just films. everything. Okay. Everything that we haven't already discussed. Yeah. Uh, Noah, which I thought was actually, I thought it was very good. Come to think of it, I think it was uh, totally missing from the list here. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, Darren Aronofsky taking risks. Yes, and making a giant it's biblical. Exceeding, I thought a giant I, biblical epic. Yeah. Um, uh, really just out of the box and original. Yep. And uh, I, I thought it was everything the fountain wasn't. Uh, he tried to make a, a sort of a weird time travel movie a few years ago, maybe 10 years ago. Yeah. And um, he, he wasn't quite experienced enough, I don't think. Yep. Uh, but this this thing, this it thing was worked. really on, on right there. Captain America, the, win- the Winter Soldier. It's fine. Your basic uh, high action, high acting. I think it's a little better than that. You think so? I think it's the first, I think it's the first of a series of films now. <laughs> the Guardians of the Galaxy is what really does yeah. what I'm about to describe, but it, it's the it's the one that stepped Marvel away from Captain America one, Captain America two, Thor one, Thor two into yes. the the standalone movies can also be group films. I uh, I kind of agree with you there. I, I think you're right, um, but I, I I don't think this movie did it as well as two other films this year. Um, the X Men film and yeah. uh, and also and Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians. Yeah, but it, nevertheless, it it um. They had an option to like bring Red Skull back from the dead yeah. and whatever. Instead, they went with this sort of espionage. I liked it. Different style. Uh, they brought in more Marvel elements yep. and they tied it into the TV show that I don't watch. Yeah, but I think that, <laughs> but I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, Neighbors, Seth Rogen comedy. Didn't see it. Um, 
which reminds me, I probably didn't write it down, but I did see the interview. And it, it was, I mean, hmm. this guy's movies are all the same. Yeah. They, 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 they improv at one another. Yep. Um, and most of the time it's not funny. Yep. I mean, I don't think they even have improv, improv training. I don't think they came from the, the, the <laughs> like groundlings. The school of improv, yeah. <clears throat> no, I think they just think they're funny. Yep. And then their drunk audience thinks they're funny too. Yeah. Um, but Neighbors was okay. It had moments. Zach yeah. Efron, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm not a gay man. Yeah. But Zach Efron, uh, very attractive in this film. I've, I've seen the screenshots, believe me. I thought he looked better earlier in his life. Well, I like, I like him a little bit more chiseled. All right, all right. Uh, Godzilla. Um, I'm so tired of... I, I know there haven't been that many, but I'm so tired of, of like movies like this being remade. Was I mean, there anything worth watching? There's a tremendous amount of, obviously, Japanese ones, yeah. the, the, the uh, Toho ones. Yep. But, um, but this is the sec- only the second uh, American Godzilla film. Oh, the wow. one from 1999 is obviously a tragedy, a, yes. a travesty. No one liked that. And this was supposed to be the one that saved it for everybody. Yep. For a lot of people, it did. Um, it, it definitely had style, and I think some passion behind it. Uh, and Brian Cranston is in the first act, um, which which made me interested. Yep. But I found it boring. Yep. I found it completely. How do you make Godzilla boring. It didn't. It didn't. Well, first of all, Godzilla is not the only monster in it. There's other oh, monsters. Oh come on! And and it, unless um, it's one nemesis monster, I don't want to hear. About I think it. the reason they did that was to get them the fight. Yep. And it does end with kind of a cool fight. It's really the only thing cool about the movie. Um, but uh, the main character, the main human character, who who is the person that we spend most of our time with, yeah. is the kid who played Kickass, and he is basically like watching soap. Um, he, he he just he sucks. He sucks. 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 Yep. Um, and also the 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 uh, the Olsen girl, yep. Elizabeth Olsen, uh, is in it, and she is not anything special either. X Men: Days of Future Past. I thought it was a that was a, a very impressive piece of filmmaking right there. Not just, just because of screenwriting. It, not just because it was good. But because it had the task of unfucking the other yes, movies. and it did it. Yeah. It got it done, yeah. and it made it believable and enjoyable. And I was really proud of that. I think film. what you're watching is Fox's desire to franchise X Men the way that Marvel is franchising the other properties. Yep. And they had to clean up some of the problems with it. And well, they so they could have rebooted, job. or they could have cleaned up. Yeah. And I think they looked at their cast and they said, "Damn." We have Michael Fassbender. We have uh, James McAvoy. We yep. have Patrick Stewart. We have, we have this. Inc- we have Hugh Jackman. We, he, and he doesn't want to go anywhere. He's going to play Wolverine forever. Yeah. So why should we get rid of all this stuff? Yeah, you have. They have a lot of great things going for them. They just had some movies that weren't especially well written in the past. It also happens to be my my favorite X Men story, which is yep. the I think the the heart of the X Men. What makes X Men special as a superhero movie is the themes of discrimination. Yeah. And um and I I've, I've been waiting for Sentinels to show up in an X Men movie for since. 1999. Yeah. So I was excited about Really that. great film. Thought it went, went really well. Million Ways to Die in the West, directed by and starring Seth MacFarlane. I wasn't that impressed. It was okay. It, uh, uh, yeah, it was definitely not as funny as Ted. No. But it was as stupid as Ted. Yep, absolutely. Um, but I, I thought... Yeah, we had some giggles, but I, I'm, it's not going to stand up against other you films. You know what? It was shot nicely. It <laughs> You're actually, right. It actually <laughs> was. It, it, it was... Um, they had like a horse chase. Yep. And like it was like a full fledged horse, horse chase. Yeah. Like they didn't crap out on it. And it, it starred Char- Charlize Theron, who's very good. Yeah. It starred um, uh, uh, Liam Neeson, who is, of course, sort of a, a fun one dimensional villain. Yeah. Um, I thought I had moments. It definitely had a few jokes that really. It had hit. a few jokes. Actually, out of comedies I've seen this year, I don't know if I have too much that's better. Do you have any better comedies from last year? We'll have to keep that in mind as we move forward. All right. Uh, I saw two uh, DC animated directed Blu-ray uh, Batman yep. movies, uh, Assault on Arkham and Son of Batman. I'm not really into those. That's fine. I- I'll say this. Assault on Arkham is the first 
anything really that's not a comic book that has introduced the Suicide Squad, which is going to be a film, a live action film that's launching DC's big franchise stuff uh, in like 2016. Mm -hmm. And it's starring Harley Quinn and Joker and all this stuff. So um, that's kind of a little introduction to that. Yep. Uh, Maleficent, we talked about Transformers Age of Extinction. What a piece of shit. My God. I mean, fool you four, four times. Shame on us. Yeah. Well, I knew that going into it. I just wanted to see the train wreck, you know? Yeah, I mean, we, we were definitely not going to go, and then just nothing was out, and we were like, let's yeah. do it, let's laugh. Um, but the the film is unprecedented in one way, yeah. which is it is now, it is it has <clears throat> made a very concerted effort to tie in Chinese marketing. Yep. <clears throat> the entire second half of the movie takes place in China. Yep. And there is product placement for Chinese products all over the place. I didn't really notice that, but I'm not super oh, sensitive to prim- Chinese product placement. Yeah, there's a, it's like a, a, a yeah, there's like a whole scene wow. where, where the villain is just sitting there drinking this like milk with the label up. That's incredible. Also, like one of the Transformers knocks into a Budweiser truck, and a ton of I Budweisers fall out. Yeah, and then they start drinking them and throwing them at each other. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jesus. Um, it's pretty ridiculous. Well, it was our, you know what was already awful. Why not just go the whole? It is confirmed Michael Bay's last Transformers movie. Yeah, I can't imagine he has he would continue I can't imagine he had any self-integrity after directing that last one. So it, it's it's not the last Transformers film though. Oh I know. But it is Michael Bay's last one. Yep. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, one of the best movies of the yeah, year. Yeah, it was great. Um a a, a film it was that fabulous. A film that it's kind of incredible that it even has gotten to this point. Yeah. Where it, you have you have this kind of somewhat hokey uh, old franchise from yeah. the sixties and seventies that has now turned into this really original concept. I thought that the uh, it gave away gave it away a little at the end with the action movie kind of <laughs> stuff, but yeah, a little bit of that um, summer crap. But but <clears throat> it was it was really good. It was very the solid. CG was top notch. Yep, and um, and there were some character. It was like watching a Greek tragedy. Mm-hmm. More than it was a summer yeah. a summer action yep. film. Yeah, watching the way that, that it was decaying and you knew it would decay and there was nothing anyone could do to stop it. Yeah, it, it was. I love the choice to not make it a story about like the destruction of Earth or something yeah. like that, but instead about two camps that both have p- desperate people in it. Yep, and not being able to find peace between two groups of people. Yep, it, it's just a a really nice political yeah. drama. I, I I really loved it. I can't wait to see what they have next. Striking imagery. There, there's there's a there's a shot of is when um they they framed Caesar for uh who is kind of the main ape for uh for having killed one of the characters. Yep, <clears throat> and they burned down their own civilization, the apes, and the the sort of ape villain. Uh, is standing in silhouette with his, Caesar's ape son against this backdrop of flame. Yep. And it's just... Yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's like, wow, look at the imagery on this. Um, Hercules starring The Rock. Didn't see it. <laughs> directed by Brett Ratner. I can't imagine it was any good. It was a piece of fucking shit. <laughs> Why'd you even go see it? Because of The Rock. Yep. <laughs> uh, but man, it was bad. Um, why was it bad? Uh, well, for one thing, it did this thing that I'm, I really hate in, in, uh, adaptations, which is, I think when they're like, we should be original, we shouldn't just make the same movie over and over yeah. again. And they decided to do like an alternate history thing. Mm-hmm. And so in this Hercules actually has no godlike powers. He's just a dude. Uh, and, um, and he, he you took the whole point out of the film. Why not just name him man? But he's, he, everybody thinks he has superpowers because he's flanked at all times by like a group of mercenaries who make him look like he has superpowers and it's completely uninteresting. God. <clears throat> um, guardians of the galaxy, best movie of the year. Yeah. I thought it was excellent. Uh, this movie did something that looks, it looks effortless, but man, it took effort. 
which was you had to introduce not just one new character to the Marvel Universe, but an entire galaxy to the Marvel Universe that is in no way associated, other than the yep. title, to the rest of the Marvel yeah. Universe. Yeah. And you had to, and you don't have one main character. You have five. Yep. And you have to introduce them all within the first act. You have to introduce their objective. Mm-hmm. You have to watch them all carry an arc with yep. each other. Yep. You have to Some set of the arcs weren't quite as strong as others, but I'll forgive it that because it had so much to do. It had an hour 50. Yeah, and, and it packed it in. It was really, it was so precisely crafted. Masterful filmmaking, masterful um, production design. Yep. We haven't seen a comic book movie with color like this, mm-hmm. With uh, that is yeah. sh- Not afraid to go like bright and brilliant and, and enjoy it and enjoy what it is. Yep. Um, an incredibly inspired CG performance mm-hmm. with Rocket Raccoon and with Groot. Yep. Um, two characters that look absolutely ridiculous on paper. Yeah. Um, starring a wrestler as one of the main characters who ends up being <laughs> very funny. Yeah. And um, in doing all of it, makes it possible now for Marvel to do absolutely anything. Yeah, what a they, film. They were wiping their asses with those comic books. Yep. Those Guardians of the Galaxy comic books. And they now, couldn't do anything with them, but now they're a, a viable franchise that they you can, can sell statues for a hundred dollars. Yeah. You can uh they can expand they can use everything in their vault and yep. they don't need Spider Man. They don't need X Men. They don't need Fantastic Four. They can make anything good. But that is all thanks to the director. Absolutely. If they which is James Gunn who uh also made a movie about a humonkey one time and, re- and re- reached out to me and said, I swear I didn't, I didn't rip off your movie. Uh, and he comes from the trauma school. So, uh, yep. it's, it's just really weird to, he's one of the only guys I can think of that I knew of him when he was nothing. Yeah. And now he's directing, he's one of the finest artists yep. in Hollywood. Uh, what a good movie. Angry video game nerd, the movie. Uh, we have to discuss this one. It, it's even like even up against movies like Salma or or these other movies. This movie was not. This was like not even a film. It, it's just it's unfortunately it was made for three hundred thousand dollars off of an Indiegogo. By, it doesn't even feel like that much by a guy who um who who has been making a web series for a very long time that I'm a big fan of. Yeah. Uh, that I think is really funny and on point. But he really missed the mark on how to adapt it into something funny feature length. Yeah. Uh, it was two very bloated hours, and I decided as an editing exercise to cut it down to an hour and ten. And it was much better as an hour and ten, but it was still pretty <laughs> incoherent. Um, in both forms. But you know what? I'm still really proud of him. He he made his big movie. Yep. <clears throat> and um and he 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 forewalled it and screened it all around the country, and I got to go to a screening, so that mm-hmm. was kind of cool. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, I was not. I was out. As soon as I saw the trailer, I was out. I decided I would not go see it. Um, here's the problem with this movie. <clears throat> the problem, the real problem, yep. is that the four turtles work. That's the real problem. Yep. It'd be much better if the whole movie was just garbage. Yep. But they actually, their dynamic is is true to the characters. Hmm. Funny. Yep. And when they're on screen, it's working. But they're not the main characters. April O'Neil is the main character. Really? They don't spend most of the time. You forget what they look like. You forget what you're watching. Oh, my goodness. Um, the, the, the screenwriting and directing is abysmal. Yep. Um, not just because it's uninspired, but because it has a, a problem that not many movies have, which is it makes no narrative sense. And I'm not talking about, like, humanoid turtles. Yeah, no, no. I know, I know that's yeah. fiction. What I'm talking about is, like, the inner logic of the story of, has like... No- you know, like, like the only reason Splinter is a ninja master is because he found a book in a sewer. <laughs> it's, it, 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 he found a book and yeah. he taught himself how to be a ninja. Yep. And they taught the other turtles. The reason that's a problem is because it doesn't elevate him any greater than them. Yep. They all have the same opportunity to learn ninjutsu. 
So you see, like that's kind of a problem. Yeah. It means it's that he's a core not, problem. He's not different from them in any way. Yeah. Uh, and it's very clear that Shredder was they had cast this American guy that's in the movie. And they, I think they chickened out when everybody said, no, he's supposed to be this Japanese guy. It looks like they did some reshoots and shoved scenes into it mm. to make him uh, uh, confer with a Japanese man. It looks like he was because, of course, Shredder's in a costume. Yeah. So it was easy enough to make it look like they're just two different characters. But it's it's clear that wow. they were reshoots. Yep. Um, same guy is going to make another one because it made a lot of money. But th- it was bad. It was really terrible. Hor- and I'm a big Turtles fan. I grew grew up in the 80s yep. and 90s. I'm I'm very disappointed. The Giver, um, which is an adaptation of a book from everybody's middle school. Yeah. Uh, probably made because dystopian preteen uh, stories are in right now. Yeah. And they're like, hey, shove it into production. How? What did you think of it? I thought it was a really faithful adaptation of the book. Yeah. Um, I thought that casting Jeff Bridges as the giver was a really good choice. Um, it seems that these preteen novel movies always cast respectable actors in some capacity. Yep. Um, and Jeff Bridges was a really good one. And I believe, uh, who was the, was it Meryl Streep that was the, yeah, Meryl Streep was like the president of the whole thing. It was, no, it was Meryl, Meryl Streep. It wasn't bad. It, it wasn't bad at all. It, it was, um, some of it really made you feel what the book made you feel, which was yep. like you, you basically have the society of people that um, uh, uh, kill children that are unfit to live in their society, but they don't realize they're killing them. Yeah. They think that they're just sending them to a better place. And so you have these people committing these horrible atrocities who don't know about it. Mm-hmm. And it, there, there's something very unsettling about that. Yep. Um, so it, it, it worked. Um, Tusk. Uh, I didn't. I saw this one, and I I really thought it was missed the mark. You really liked it, though. I loved it. Um, to, to my embarrassment, to my uh, to discredit, whatever. Um, directed by Kevin Smith, who who of course uh, uh, was a big inspiration when I was younger, and, and continues to be in some ways. Um, th- who who is not always a good filmmaker, yep. and he knows that. Um, but he adapted it from a podcast conversation he he had, and uh, I I think there's something fun and exciting about that, and it was. Without being an experimental film, the making of the film was an experiment, mm. and I encourage that sort of thing. And uh, and I think it 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 doesn't take itself. For, I mean, it seems like it really lost you when Johnny Depp shows up. Yeah, because Johnny Depp shows up in the middle of the movie. Yep. where it looked like he had run out of material to write. Yeah, um, and um, which I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah, and I just didn't. I I was I was with it up till then. I was I was I was kind of enjoying its idea, but it, it only had one idea ultimately. Yeah. Uh, Gone Girl we talked about Yep uh, Box Trolls we talked about Yep um, The Barkley Marathons The Race That Eats It's Young uh, You told me about this film And it actually sounds really interesting But this I can't a do- find a copy of it No uh, This is a documentary that came out um, that, that, that screened at the Austin Film Festival Where we were And it was the only screening I went to While I was at the festival But I thought it was a great documentary It was about It's about a race A, a foot race In the trails of I want to say Tennessee Yep um, that are, these trails are just unforgiving. They're just horrible terrain. And, and, and the race itself is about a hundred miles, but it, it's like five laps, um, to get to the hundred miles. And, um, it's run by a guy who, uh, like it's a secret race. Basically you have to yeah. know the secret way to submit to it. And, and what it does is it, it creates this community of, of sort of playful psychopaths who want to test themselves to the limit and kind of like whiplash. It's a, it's a, it's a, a playful story about excellence yep. and about limits and about the, there, there's a philosophical concept behind the race, which is no one can finish this yeah. thing. It's unfinishable, even though a few people do. Yeah. But, um, 
the idea is not to finish it. The idea is to participate. Uh, um, when asked how long it is, he doesn't even really know. He hasn't. We barely measured the course. Um, it, 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 the, the, when asked what the course even is, there's like a handwritten map. Yeah. Uh, so it's 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 a really fun documentary that if anybody gets to see it, they really ought to. Interstellar. Um, Christopher Nolan directed. Uh, look, I don't want to discourage anybody from making uh, uh, movies that shoot for the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely original and all that good stuff. But I just thought it had all the Nolan problems that they always have. Yep. Too much exposition. T- too much wordy explanation about things I don't care about. Yeah. And not nearly enough explanation about the things I do care about. Yep. There's one thing that kept me engaged in the film, which was the emotional core of it, which was that there was an astronaut going to space to look for a new place for the, you know, the, the dwellers of earth to live. Yep. And because he was going so far out of the atmosphere, there was going to be a time relativity problem where when he returned, um, his daughter, his family might be 50 years older. Yep. They, they might be the same age as him. And the more he time he spends in space, the more likely it is that everybody down below has died of old age. Yep. And that there's a ticking clock to the whole film that, that makes, and this idea of like, when is he going to reunite with his family? What, how old will they be? Yeah. How old will he be? And what will that mean for the relationship? That's the only thing th- to me that worked about the movie. Otherwise I found it a little convoluted and, mm-hmm. um, uh, unnecessary. Uh, big hero six. We talked about, yep. uh, hunger games, mocking Jay part one. I kind of wanted to go see this. Um, but I think what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to wait until the second part is out and watch them both together. Yeah. Um, cause I, it, I it, it feels that. like, um, from what I've heard, it feels like that if this was really kind of a, uh, a movie without a companion. Uh, yeah, I, I actually didn't think so, but I've, I've seen the, did you see the first two? Yes. Um, I like this series. I know that that makes me a faggot or something, but, uh, <laughs> but, but, but I, I think that, um, I think as far as young adult books go yeah. and definitely as far as the adaptations go, I mean, I don't even really feel the young adultness of it. When no, I'm watching I think it's good. I think that they have a lot of interesting ideas. Jennifer Lawrence, of course, really carries the, yep. the story. Well, who's that? Uh, who the man? Yeah. Um, oh God, I have no idea. He's, he's awfully gray though. I'll give you a hint. He's nominated for best actor. <laughs> Is he? Yep. I don't even know what movie he's from. Ethan Hawk. <laughs> oh wow. He looks so much older now than he did in the film. Now Holy that it's 12, now that it's 12 years later. <laughs> no, but at the end, oh geez. Um, I should have known that too. All right. There he goes looking <laughs> older than a. Pebo. <laughs> um, so, uh, uh, where, where was I? Um, Hunger Games. Yeah. Uh, this movie, this third one, I, I had one problem with the second one, which is that I felt that in many ways it was a slightly heightened rehash of the first one. It was. That's, that's what I felt, too. This third one was not that. Okay. This third yeah, one, it takes a completely different it direction. It was a logical... Right? Uh, escalation to the to to the sort of political war that's going on, yeah. And there's some really nice sort of like um, revolutionary uprising type type stuff going on. Yep. And there's a lot going with the theme of like news media and th- I think there's like a strong social media element to like voting for who should live and all that yep. kind of stuff. This movie takes it to the next logical level, which is presenting to the revolution uh, uh, something inspiring. And to yep. do that, they have to produce propaganda. Yeah. They have to produce actual video propaganda of Katniss doing things. And producing authentic propaganda means following her around with a camera. Yep. And so a lot of the movie is following her around with a camera, trying to capture her witnessing tragedy. And that makes it very interesting. Huh. So I liked it a lot. Uh, I Am Santa Claus. This is a documentary 
produced by Mick Foley of yep. WWE Wrestling. It is profiling five different mall Santas throughout a calendar year. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is gay. One of them is like a gay bear. One of them uh, is like this like hardcore Republican. Um, and one of them is Mick Foley trying to dress himself up to be a, a Santa Claus. It certainly sounds like a fun documentary idea. How was Really it? interesting. It, it was great. It was great. Uh, I, I I may I'll probably watch it every Christmas, mm-hmm. um, or pop it in most Christmases. Who's that on the left? Being uh, this woman here? Yep. Yep. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I have no. I don't. You don't even I've know the heard, name. I've heard the name, but Ni- I, I don't associate it with that image. Naomi Watts. <laughs> Who? What would she do? What did she do with her life? Well, for one thing, she was in something. That, oh, she was in Birdman. She was the like the blonde actress in the movie. Oh. You know, not Emma Stone. Yeah, yeah. I, I know <laughs> what you're talking about. Uh, theory of everything we talked about. Yep. Battle Hobbit Battle of the Five Armies. These movies were troubled. Um, something. Ha- I, Lord of the Rings are some of my favorite films of all time. Yeah, and the Hobbits are some of my least favorites that he's ever made. It it went badly, and we talked about it in yep. depth uh, on a on a podcast, yep. Discount Film School podcast. Check it out. Uh, Into the Woods. To grandmother's house. Remember the woods. I I actually <laughs> kind of enjoyed it, but I am also a huge fan of the Broadway play. It wasn't that great a film though. I, it, I, I thought that it had adaptation problems. Yeah, it was basically unadapted. It was just edited for time. See, one of the problems is that when something takes place on a stage, um, it can be effective to not have too many set changes. Yep. So you try to write things so that they all take place in one spot, and you just sort of have people going on and off stage with blocking. Yeah. Well, a movie can't really do that. Yeah, but they tried very hard. <laughs> so, so, so instead you have uh, people walking around a TLCG forest. Yep. Um for most of the movie. It's a shame too. Cause I was really hoping for a lot more from that. Cause it could have been a really great adaptation. It had plenty of good stuff in it, but, it, but I, I, I'll, I will not watch it. Great again. performances by the kids though. Those kids were great. The kids were very good. And also, um, uh, uh, Chris, 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 Chris Pine, uh, plays one of the princes. Yeah, as, as, yep. And the, the Prince song, uh, agony. Oh, that was way better than the Broadway. They did a nice job with that. Yep. Um, men, women, and children. I haven't even heard of it. This is a movie directed by Jason Reitman, who also directed um, Young Adult, mm-hmm. Labor Day, which is not a good movie. Um, he directed uh, 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 Juno, yep. Up in the Air, and Thank You for Smoking. He is, when he makes good movies, he's one of my favorite directors. This is yep. definitely not his best, but this is a movie about, uh, it's an ensemble story. Yep. Um about the harms, basically, of the internet and social media. Hmm. Uh, just a, a few stories about the way it sucks people in, about uh, uh, cyber abuse. And, yep. um, it got bad, bad reviews. And Nina, Nina and I really liked it. Hmm. Interesting. We thought it was a really good, accurate look. A lot of people, you know, especially people who want to seem savvy, yeah. uh, accused it of being kind of um, like cheesy and outdated and didn't really know what it was. But I didn't think that at all. Yep. Um, I recommend it. Uh, it was actually one of my favorites. Of the, it was, it's in my top ten. Uh, Boyhood, Whiplash, Foxcatcher, Birdman, Selma, uh, Big Eyes. I saw Big Eyes. Um, <laughs> I think I liked it more than you did. Yeah, I didn't uh, like it at all. I kind of, I kind of liked its slow pacing, and it's it was a very honest telling of a not very interesting story. Directed by Tim Burton. Tim Burton. It Would, did not feel like a Tim Burton film. It's the first movie since I want to say, what the hell was it? Um, maybe no, I can't even think. Mars Attacks? I think it's the first movie since Mars Attacks that didn't star either Johnny Depp or Helena Bottom Carter. Wow. Uh, that made that Tim Burton made. Yeah. <laughs> Not in general. Yeah. Um, <laughs> although some days it feels like it. <laughs> Johnny Depp's in everything. I, I did like it, though. I, I, I thought that um, 
that Christoph Waltz was really oddly cast. Yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, And I I didn't think that Amy Adams was anything special. It's a story about uh, a a husband and wife. Um, The wife is a, is an accomplice. Not she, she's a good artist. that's not accomplished. And uh, the husband starts taking all of the credit. Yeah. um, Becomes very successful to make the family successful or in the interest of making the family successful. And then she finds out that that's actually something he just does. Yeah. And, um, and it kind of tears their relationship apart and it's just not that interesting. Yep. Um, Imitation Game, American Sniper, Grand Budapest, Nightcrawler, Still Alice, Wild, The Judge, Inher- Inherent Vice, Two Days, One Night, Mr. Turner, and a movie I just saw yesterday, as I've seen two recently in the last yep. day. Chris Rock's first ever written and directed film came out in 2014 <sighs> called, to- called Top Five. I can't imagine it was any good. It was a disappointment, big time. But let a me tell you about it. Disappointment. Chris Rock is an excellent stand up comedian. Yep. Uh, I, I, very few people dispute that. Yeah, he's he, very funny. He's a great storyteller. He has really interesting. He's a smart guy. He yep. has in, a lot of interesting ideas. He acts in movies like Grown Ups too. Yep. Whenever he appears in a movie, it's bad. Yeah. And his 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 stand up sensibilities don't show up. So he's made one movie that I really liked, and it was a documentary because his voice came through, mm-hmm. and it was called Good Hair, and it was about um how black women feel pressured to make their hair not look like black hair, basically. That sounds very interesting. And it, it's, it, it's fascinating because not only do you get a look at, at the cultural things, but you also get a look at the hair industry yeah. and how much money is in black women trying to make their hair look like white women. <laughs> that sounds fascinating. Yeah, I want to go check it, it out, actually. It's called Good Hair. It's fantastic. Um, and he's going to make another one, uh, I just found out. Did you hear about that, Nene? Yeah, he's going to make another Good Hair movie. Um, so anyway, uh, written and directed. That's a first for him. Yep. Unlike Grown Ups 2, which is just a derpy, crappy comedy, uh, this is Chris Rock trying his really hardest to make a good movie. And it has about a thousand ideas in it. And all of them are pretty good. Pretty good ideas. Yep. Really interesting. I think he just assumed he could make a movie, though. Yeah. It's, it, it, it has film student problems. Really? Um, uh, like... Well, he could, yeah, probably didn't consult with anyone. Yeah, pacing. Well, it, yeah, and it, it, he got no outside. Uh, he got no studio money. Yep. So he got all outside money. So pacing, dialogue, um, the way to organize your story. Yep. Um, the it, obviously time, um, character arcs, um, focusing ideas into you know whatever. Um, too many characters, combining characters. You need yeah. to combine some characters. It, it it just was a mess. It was a sloppy mess. That's disappointing. But it was trying, or even just the shooting of it. Like you know, he doesn't know to to it's get not a director. He I doesn't mean, know to get profession. good get good eyeline on your actors so you can see their performances. We're yeah. missing the performances. Um, it was dis- it was really disappointing. I, I I hope that he like goes to film school or something. <laughs> I think he's he's yeah. a really intri- he's a he's a brilliant mind. Um, but he needs to, he needs to connect with a, with a great director is yeah. really, really what's going on yep. there. And, and, and I don't know that, um, I don't know who he could connect with, but there's probably somebody out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I heard him in an interview say that, um, that comedy is harder. Who's that? Uh, I don't know. It's kind of good looking. Um, give me a break. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> no, not the good looking part. The fact that you don't know who he is. It's Bradley Cooper. Oh, that's him? Oh, yes. I know he doesn't look like a raccoon right now, but... <laughs> uh, I don't buy it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's him. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, uh, but Oh, yeah. I, I was hearing him in, a, in, a, in an interview say that 
comedy is harder than drama. And his example was that the director of Anchorman could probably make an okay version of Gone Girl, but David Fincher could never make Anchorman. And I think he's out of his mind. It really shows yeah. his ignorance about... Yeah, he doesn't understand at all um, <laughs> what I, I actually is. think that David Fincher probably could navigate... Well, the, reason, the reason the director of Anchorman can make Anchorman is because it doesn't require filmmaking. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm not saying comedy doesn't. I'm saying Anchorman doesn't. Yep. <laughs> uh, there are wonderful comedies out there that require great yeah. filmmaking, but um, Anchorman ain't one. Uh, <laughs> it's really just turn on the cameras and let Will Ferrell talk. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, that was top five. And then finally, um, got it in right under the radar, not nominated for anything, but uh, there is a film starring Tom Cruise this year that I heard a million people recommend. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. That looks like a weird, stupid movie. Mm-hmm. It was called in theaters, Edge of Tomorrow. Yep. When it was released uh, on home video, uh, it was retitled to Live, Die, Repeat. Why would you possibly retitle your film? In, the movie in did home? badly in theaters, yeah. despite starring Tom Cruise and being a big action film. Yep. And they thought the, re- the market data showed that the title Edge of Tomorrow sounded to most people like a romantic comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, And that people didn't understand what the premise was. And the the premise is the thing about the film that's interesting. Basically, um, the world is under siege by these aliens that seem to be succeeding at killing and destroying civilization. And and they've come to discover that the reason they can is because they have the ability to... Uh, reset the day, reset time continuity. Yep. To uh, you know, if 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 they find that you know they're being attacked by humans, let's say, yeah. they can reset the day and correct for it and yep. kill and kill them the next time. Huh. When Tom Cruise's character gets some of the alien blood in him accidentally, um, <clears throat> he gets some of that power, and so every time he's killed in battle, he the day resets, the whole continuity resets. Mm, Groundhog and Day, but it's Groundhog Day, but yeah. but a um. But it, but an action film premise. Yep. And so it becomes this thing of like he better kill himself before things get any worse. You know, he keeps resetting and um, he keeps having to go through the same events over and over again. And uh, uh, it was actually really smart. And um, and he plays a really good character in it. He goes from kind of this like real pussy to this really like hardened like decades later guy. Yep. Um, <clears throat> the movie just didn't do that great. Yeah. My recommendation for a title. The villains in the thing, the aliens, were called Mimics. Mm-hmm. Just call the movie Mimic. Sure. It's basically thematically the idea, yeah. right? And that kind of sounds like an action film blockbuster sort yeah. of thing. Mimic. Mimic. Yeah, it does. It seems about right. I'll go for it. So just hire me next time, guys. Right. I'll help you out. Frank can do it. Frank um, could have fixed Chris Rock's movie, too, I'm sure. Those are all of the movies that I saw. You see a lot of movies. I've my All of the movies I saw are a subset of your movies. You, you, there's nothing that you saw that I didn't see. Nothing. Wow. Like, except for Ida and maybe some anime. Yeah. Well, some of the some of the stuff <laughs> I watched specifically for Oct- uh, Oscars, but. So I have my top ten. Yep. I'll also say just for 2015, the two movies I've seen so far are Fifty Shades of Grey and Kingsman: The Secret Service. All right. Which is the best of those two? Oh, Kingsman's amazing. <laughs> but Fifty Shades of Grey was worth watching. All right. I'm never gonna see it. Never. Uh, it's a movie for dumb women. We all know that. Yep. That that somehow. Uh, have never had sex before, despite despite, <laughs> despite probably having 42. families. Yeah, right. Um, but the movie, while dumb, knows exactly who its audience is, yep. and it's very intelligently made. <laughs> the way that they cast the main character yeah. to try to make her relatable, not too pretty, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, very smart. Uh, they, they knew what they were doing. But Kingsman, All right, so Kingsman's what's your top ten? 
top 10. We'll start from 10, go to one. Sure. Number 10, uh, you know, it was Box Trolls. Yep. It may be Edge of Tomorrow now. Oh, popped out of the top 10. How sad. It's one of the two. I think yep. maybe Edge of Tomorrow gets the edge yep. of tomorrow. Oh, Lord. Um, men, Women, and Children. Yep. X-Men, Days of Future Past. Sure. Nightcrawler. Yep. The Barkley Marathons, the race that eats its young. Yep. Noah. Whiplash. Sure. Gone Girl. Yep. I like it better than Whiplash. Oh, wow. Not by much, but uh, just by a touch. Uh, it has more re- rewatch value for me. Yep. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is number two. Ooh, wow. Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy, number one. Yeah, so here's mine, uh, and I, I didn't do a full ten, but I'll give you my my favorite top three of the year. These are all kind of, for me, these are all, I'd love to watch, watch them um, whenever. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go Gone Girl. I'm gonna go Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and I'm gonna go Whiplash. Those are my my top three. But um, so but basically, mine Guardians of the Galaxy um, would be four. Would be would be uh, in there, uh, and then if you start going down from there, you get some of the X Men and stuff. So, so we have some pretty similar. Is that Lady Gaga? Yeah. Well, she looks very nice. <laughs> she looks like um, like Queen of Hearts from a, Alice in Wonderland. A little bit horse like. She is a little bit horse-like. It's her natural yeah, I suppose state. The, it's the red gloves that really make the... And the ridiculous horse. shoulders. She didn't show up like like de- like drenched with animal blood or something this time. <laughs> um, so we are 10 minutes away from the show. I'm really looking forward to it. I am too. Nina has prepared the snacks. I'm so excited. Nina, could you tell us what's on the menu? Same menu we have every year, Pinky. What? Is, what come on, what is it? Various types of cheese and crackers. Oh, yes. Chips and dip. Oh, yes. And then grapes, because I don't know why. Oh, grapes are the best. High fiber grapes. You got to have something. Plus, I'm really thirsty right now, so grapes sound delicious. And I'll, I'll say that uh, tomorrow morning, I have a 610 flight out of here to San Diego. <laughs> I know. So this is horrible. Um, but uh, oh. we will check back in after the show. You're going to yep. make it the whole night? I'm going to make it, man. I'm off work tomorrow. I'm going to be here. The only plan I got tomorrow is Chinese buffet at 11. <laughs> you have plans with a friend? Of no, just way? myself. Really? Yes. You're like, I got a big I'd guy. invite you, but you're going to be in I Los would, Angeles. I would by like then. to go, but yeah. All right. Um, that was the year, man. If you disagree with us, um, let us know. Reach out uh, on uh, Twitter. We tried not to be offensive. We, I don't think we were very offensive, except my, my occasional use of the word fuck, but fuck that. Yeah, right. Um, all right. Happy Oscars. Happy Oscars. Movie films. Movie films. And we're back. We're back from the week-long event that is the Oscars broadcast 2015. 39 minutes over. We just hit the record button uh, right after it's ended. In fact, we're still looking at credits of Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, there he is. Doing nothing, which represents most of his uh, time. (laughs) Mediocre. Uh, Mediocre. EJ, how do you do for hosting? Uh... I, he was the most white bread thing I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, oh I my mean, goodness! Yeah, horrified of of telling jokes. That's you, where, that's where we are. Did you like him more or less yeah. than Alan EJ? Oh, Alan! I don't even remember. Alan. She was like, <laughs> but I think actually, that. I think Ellen was more interesting. Like he, she seemed to actually interact with like she tried. the world and. All right, so Wh- Whiplash got a good number. Uh, n- none of the major categories except for J.K. Simmons, but um. But yeah. it, it did but, sweep. You know. It swept up a few good ones. Yeah. Um, Boyhood got next to nothing except for Patricia Arquette, which wasn't deserved. Uh, Lady Gaga got up there and didn't act the very much. A like nice Lady Gaga. performance by her. I liked it. That was actually one of my favorite parts of the show, and yeah. I was not looking forward to. Yeah, Lady she was Gaga. really good. And Birdman won uh, directing and best picture, which I, I, I was fine. It was we liked fine. that movie. Um, 
you know, I think it, obviously we all know it should have gone to Whiplash, but it didn't. Yep. That's the way, yeah. that's the way I, it could go. It wasn't going to, though. It would, never was going to. It just simply can't. I, Budapest won too many things, but at least it didn't run anything important. No. Patricia Arquette, I feel like no. that's the worst thing that happened tonight. Really? She, she was the worst part of that movie. She had, like, the worst dialogue. They got. They had to give it to something. Selma got nothing except a song. <laughs> uh, Eddie Re- Redmayne. Uh, uh, very. That surprised me. I didn't think they'd be giving it to him. Yeah. But it was a great performance. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was going to Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. But, but and really, that was the best performance. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. but you know what? At that so point, they pro- it was like, hey, they're going to win directing. They're going to win best picture. No, yeah. no need to hand it to Michael. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. All right. Uh, I have to get up and go go head to the airport in three hours. So You're crazy. Uh, EJ, stay strong, man. Happy Oscars. See you next year. <laughs>